1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. the poster said,
2: See Ryan Gosling
1: and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists
3: to make you happy. Trying to make it out? because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
2: What are you into?
3: Talking.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
4: Do you want a sports bet, but you can't find a legal way to do so? Well, we got the app for you. The Better Edge app. It's a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans like ourselves here, Wags, JJ, Bossman. We all love engaging on the app, placing bets. You can place no com- commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors, such as myself, sometimes. Complete compete in public or private betting competitions, or you can buy or sell positions such as spread over under money line at current market prices people set the market on this app you're not betting against the house you're not betting against the casino you're betting against other people and essentially we set the market on what the lines or the spread is etc but it's a fun app to use sports betting and everything use promo code 10k10k at betteredge.com to get a free twenty dollars when you sign up and verify your ID once again that's promo code. 10 K one zero K at dot com to get a free $20 today.
0: On today's episode of it's a bit. We're joined by Michael Russo in person, in the flesh NHL and Minnesota writer for the athletic. He contributes to obviously like the NHL network, ballet sports, K fan. He's all over the place. He's he is the source for the wild. So we have Michael Russo in person, We also give our bits of the week, as always, and end the show by ranking our favorite movies based on their soundtracks alone. Really specific ranking today, but all of that and more on It's a Bit.
3: Last name ever. First name greatest. Like
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Bossman, joined by WAGS, journalist Jake, producer Cam, and hockey is back. Let's give a round of applause.
4: Kind of. Preseason counts. Kind of. We back. missed it. It's nice to be it's, back. It's nice to at least seeing scores and seeing it upcoming at events and everything like that. Oh, it's hey, a good time.
3: Hey, and and the Vikings won. Oh, my gosh! Yeah. hell yeah. yeah they came
0: yeah. back from it two... doesn't it doesn't feel
3: like a win no. No. it doesn't
4: I mean, we came back from two ten point deficits, like twice in the game they I don't think they've I think they've only done that once in their team's history yeah nineteen seventy nine at
0: least something. at least you didn't fucking tie. You know, I I I, I, yeah. I get that an ugly win like that doesn't feel great, but a tie is worse than losing. So having least,
4: a one one in one record, yeah. that the Colts have. Yeah, like, I mean,
0: everyone's like, oh, you beat the Chiefs. I'm like, yeah, but we tied the Texans. I'm not <laughs> not, not, so not over that yet. At this point, we're just zero and one. I'm, Those I, cancel yeah, out. I, I, th- I still think we're not going to win a game this whole year, based based on that. <laughs> J- just the that's the, that's the mindset that's, of t- of tying the Texans out of the gate.
3: Well, aren't you? Um, you got to be in a little bit of a high right now, beating the Chiefs. Oh, pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but still, we tied. The fucking (laughs) (laughs) text. It breaks it right back. It's one of
0: those things where if you do like one bad thing in your life, like celebrities, you know, when they have like one bad fuck up. But like they do all this charity and all this great stuff, but everyone's like, don't care. You screwed up yep. that one time. That's and how I feel about the about the Colts tying the Texans.
4: <laughs> not only that, it's not a bad thing they necessarily lost to the Jags because the Jags look okay, but they got shut out, didn't they? Oh yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. I mean, they did go for it on fourth and right. whatever, and in the red zone, they could have kicked a sad guy field goal to avoid the shutout. But <laughs> it also so helps sad that sad
4: guy field
3: goal.
0: It so, helps
1: that the Jags just killed the Chargers too. Yeah, so it doesn't look. They're bad. for real. They, they might actually they, be legit. They
0: might win the division. I need. Nope, not gonna say that. Like, I was oh. to, I was about to wish ill on Trevor Lawrence, but I don't like doing that. Why not? Players. They get they
3: get rid of Urban Fingers Meyer, and then they're just unreal. I was gonna say
0: let's shave his head; he won't be the same player. <laughs> Urban Meyer to Nebraska? <laughs>
4: hey,
3: you
1: know what? Urban Meyer yes. proved himself not to be yes, a good please. college coach. He has, yeah. and, he time and time and time again, he
4: does well at college bars.
3: He does, he does. And he's in
1: chasing tail. There, there definitely is probably less good-looking women at Nebraska than Florida. So True, less might be of a, a good distraction.
4: I don't know. I feel like Lincoln probably has some some talent. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus. I mean,
3: if there is going to be talent, it'll probably be in Lincoln. Yeah, but
0: than anywhere outside else of that, in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. No,
4: outside of that. But
0: Urban Meyer yeah. shows up for a campus visit. Where's the local watering hole? All right. <laughs> let's dial that back. Hey,
4: why, why are we meeting at the stadium? Can't we have a, a chat at the bar? No, yeah, no, no. Specifically
0: like the bar that the students go to. I got to feel, I got to know what it feels like to be a student. So I need to go where the students go, yeah. specifically on the
3: weekends. Yeah. Is he still married?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, somehow he never divorced. No, he had his hand over his crotch when that girl was approaching him. So wasn't his other hand in a girl's ass? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe his
0: hand was over his crotch to protect his marriage. Mm, It could be the loophole. It it
4: doesn't count
3: if the hand's over the crotch. Mm -hmm. It's It's blocking it. (laughs)
0: Well, we're back
3: another week
0: (laughs) talking sports. Um, Oh. Let's go. Let's start off with bit of the week, just our signature joke or funny bit. We call everything around here a bit, hence the name of the show. So I guess we'll start with you, producer Cam. What do you got?
1: I have the Sunday Funday bit. I'm sure we've had this bit before, but uh, Jake and I decided to go to the Vikings game last mm-hmm. Sunday, and uh, I brought my dad down for his birthday. And my dad doesn't really like like party like that, and he doesn't like drink. Well, I mean he drinks, but he doesn't like go all out like we usually do on the weekends. So we were down like drinking hard by like eight a.m. And we just, like, sent it. Like, there was a time, like, in the middle of the game, we're like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this whole game. Like, I might, like, black out right here. But, like, needless to say, I've never seen my dad, like... Also, like, he, he had a blast, but he was just shit-faced. Oh, yeah. Well, and, it was his birthday. Yeah, like, it was yeah, his birthday. Why not? So then I, I called my dad yesterday. I was like, yeah, so what time did you go to bed last night? He's like, yeah, I was in bed by 7. I was like, yeah, I fell asleep at 6.30. Oh, dude, so you, uh... Just...
3: You fucking posted a picture of you and your dad and then Wyatt's World had the most hilarious <laughs> yep, reply yep. and just like, dude, why does your dad look younger than you? <laughs> yeah,
1: that was hilarious.
4: You had I was gonna say you had kind of a brutal weekend on Twitter. Didn't someone say something to you on Saturday on Twitter as well? I don't remember. Something about fetal alcohol syndrome or something? No, that was Donnie. <laughs> oh, <God.
1: laughs> fucking guy. Oh, my We bad. were just he was Donnie was mad. I'll share. It. I thought I that was on Twitter. I'll share this. I don't care. <laughs> I thought it was on Twitter. Donnie wanted me to go I to the to the bar for the Badger game. I'm like, first of all, they're going to lose by 35, so no. And then the so C just got all made. He's Like you are literally the poster child for fetal alcohol syndrome <laughs> for like no it's reason. A fair chirp. A,
4: Jesus. I thought that was on Twitter. My bad. No. You just got, but you did.
1: Sometimes the
0: toxicness of our own friend group and Twitter seem to mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: But Wyatt's world resp- Wyatt's World's response. And there was a couple others, too, yeah. that were referencing, like, why are you, like, they should be switched places and all that. I honestly like, thought it was funny. Like, I didn't yeah. even take it as so, a diss. was funny.
3: funny. And Cam, you yourself look young, but compared to your dad, you look older. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It is weird. Your, dad's,
1: yeah. your dad looks good for his age. I, I quote tweeted why. I was like, yeah, it was a mistake for sure. Beautiful
0: <laughs> response, yes. That's the only way to respond to it. That's the only way to address the hate. I was going to say, too. Uh, if you're going to get called a young guy looking like an older guy, uh, the only other person I know who has that same issue is Scotty Scheffler, and he's number one in the world at something. Look at that. Perfect. So just say, just say me and Scotty on top. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the same <laughs> Me class. and Scotty versus everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Scotty much the same person. No, the Sunday fun day is true. And uh, I remember I went to the Viking Packer game last year with my parents and got absolutely housed <laughs> after doing it all weekend. And was, was that remember, the
3: one when Sean Mannion played? Or was that... No, this, uh, was, Al, this was the home game in, where okay, they, won. they won. Awesome.
0: I remember it's because me and my dad, so all the tickets were like together up there, and like there were two tickets that were in a completely separate area that my dad's friend got for free. So me and my dad kind of went off the side of the group and sat, just me and him. And I remember one of us always had to piss because, you know, men drinking, yeah. that's like half of drinking is just in spending it in bathrooms. <laughs> and... Uh, Conveniently enough, U.S. Bank had beer vendors right outside of the bathroom, so every time either my dad or myself would have to piss, the other would come back with two more beers, and that was just a destructive course of action
3: every time. <laughs> That's honestly the way to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Get not it. not
0: waiting the lines. Like, if mm-hmm. you're already going to the bathroom, like, I might as well grab two beers on the way out. True,
3: don't, yeah. Don't buy them True. on the
0: way in. You're a psychopath if you mm-hmm. do that. But,
3: I know Jake brought this up a few weeks ago, but we, the Vikings-Packer game that we went to, we hit the perfect fucking time, taking a piss, no one in line, we grab our drinks, we sit down, yep. then the Vikings received the punt with a minute 30 left in the half. Like, it was the perfect timing.
4: Yep. and then everybody flooded down to the concourse.
3: Yes. I
1: will say the best thing about this bit is especially because it was a new game like we were sending it like i said from like 8 a.m but then we went to bed so early like the next day no yeah, you're yeah. fine i felt what, fantastic what time
3: did you get to the game
1: uh we went i think we showed up down minneapolis actually it was probably like more like close to nine
4: jake
3: did you meet cam's dad i did yeah ah, well, yeah what's was... what, what's
4: he like jake <laughs> oh he's he's a he's a great time <laughs> yes. i'd rather hang out with him than cam oh, <laughs> oh. no no it was that it was, was like you guys, were, on uh, you guys were the hot seat you guys were electric uh duo that was it. your dad. Your dad's a partier. He's a he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah you know we after it.
3: Did we had like Johansson, you know, produced last week's episode, yeah. and Jake was like, "Well, Cam just lost his producer title. Wow,
0: yep, wow. you're you're done. The district the dis- <laughs> We're just going to call you Cam. The,
4: I get no respect.
3: <laughs> Rodney
4: Dangerfield. Yeah, man. Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's well, a little before your time.
0: Yeah, but he, he was good. He was a good actor. Rodney, what's your bit?
4: <laughs> Rodney, uh, my bit is the go gophers bit oh, <laughs> he, he looked at Cam and gave him a little smirk before I mean I do it I mean this bit is this is getting out of hand maybe it, I mean, uh, is, maybe uh, it, it no, is 100
1: 100- no go Dude, he looked at me because Jake and I went to Sunshine Factory to watch the game. Yes. And the fucking whole bar was just staring at Jake the whole time because the gophers would have like a two-yard run. And Jake would stand up and say, and just scream that. Yeah, you yell it. Chill.
4: It's funny to (laughs) yell. It'd be like more like make sense to yell it if we scored a touchdown because everybody's fucking cheering. But no, I yell it at the most like, I should say inopportune times when it doesn't make a lot of sense. We make, like, yeah, one-year carry on a second down, you know? And But but that's part of the bit. That's what's funny about it. And what sucks is no one else does it. But, you know. Well, it it does
0: fall (laughs) under the same category, though, as Let's Get Sexy. Because the point of Let's Get Sexy is you do it when it's quiet and no one does it with you. So, if anything, it's it's the same as that.
3: You know, Let's Get Sexy, though, is kind of, like, getting ruined from the original point, meaning, like, the whole point of the bit is just one person is supposed to be awkwardly doing it now it's like i feel like we get a bunch of people doing it so it's not as awkward i know i,
0: point I of it I've, I've tried to stop because yeah. i'm like the <laughs> point is that he makes himself look like yeah. an ass. Yes, but no i
4: film it no that's getting to the point where people recognize us or whatever and they pointed us let's get sexy let's yeah, yeah. get sexy like at the packers game yeah. when we were there someone pointed at me and weggs and he's like let's get they're yeah, chanting let's get sexy Actually, they people. were um i pointed out to jack they were
3: they were prominently featured during like uh just like at the beginning of the game before kickoff they showed them and i
4: was like oh my god those are the people who screamed those, at us because they were right <laughs> yeah, on like, the yeah. first row there yeah, like and, yeah. second row and we were down on the, but incredible it, this is uh the go gophers bit probably won't i don't know it's it's getting well we're in the midst of the season the gophers are looking good right now so i'm gonna keep keep it going the go gophers bit
0: Jake, people are embarrassed to be with you in public. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Honestly,
1: like, <laughs> at this point, I used to be embarrassed with them, and now you I just fucking used to it. love it. Right? Yeah. At, at this well, point, fantastic. we've all gotten, we've grown thick oh, skins yeah.
3: being around Jake in public, and in fact, I think we've, we're starting to thrive off it now. Like, I think now it's like, oh, like we need an awkward moment to put Jake in. I think we look for it. Like, uh, well, yeah, you, you'll come up to me like I'm that guy. You're yeah. like, hey, you need to go down and just do that. You need to go down yeah, and yell that. If you have, oh,
0: okay. if you have some stupid shit in your mind happening, like with ideas, you go to Jake.
3: Dude, I I, I love how. Remember when it was National Tornado Awareness? Day, and everyone was supposed to practice doing tornado drills. Mm-hmm. So, um, it happens. <laughs> oh, Me, Jack, oh, yeah. and Cam are here at the house, and we all take pictures <laughs> in the corners of a certain house. Jake, of course, is at a bar. So, we give Jack a call. Hey, Jake, um, I know you're at a bar, but can you like take a picture for National <laughs> Tornado Awareness Day? <laughs> yeah, no problem. He, he said, Five minutes later, he sends us a picture of him in the middle of the bar, oh, covering yeah. himself that... with everyone staring at him awkwardly. We, spe- spe-
0: we specifically told him, do it in a really embarrassing <laughs> yes. part
3: of
1: the bar, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. said, no no complaints. They're just like, yeah, yeah I'll do it. I'll the thing that's it. fantastic no. is that you could have said that to any of us. At the bar, and we were like, "What the fuck?" And Not, we probably uh, still would have done it, but we also, have yeah, like, this is weird. Jake didn't and an eye. No, yeah, no,
4: I wasn't. <laughs> even, I just got there too. Like, I wasn't, wasn't even that. It was uh, we. I uh, was at Sally's to watch the Gophers in the Frozen Four that night, and right. I did. I had. I maybe was starting on my first beer. Like I was completely sober. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm right. I, like I, you guys texted me. I'm like, oh yeah, this is sick. My, I'll do
1: it. My favorite thing about that bit was that I literally did mine outside. Yeah, As if that yep. would save me and from then the I think I was right under a window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most Yeah, we, uh,
0: yeah, we probably did more harm than good for that movement. I mean, we amplified the hashtag. I think it was hashtag, uh, tornado prep MN or whatever. It was like it was, yeah, something it, like that. I think yeah,
1: we yeah. like <laughs> we found the that. proper. Hashtag. Yeah, we <laughs>
0: found the state. The state created a hashtag for this drill, and it was supposed to be this positive message on it, social media where it's like. We need to spread through the power of social media the proper procedures. When to follow when there's a fucking tornado touchdown and we just threw away the entire argument with the use of
3: our influence. But even so, though, credit to us, I didn't see a single <laughs> other influencer tweeting no, about yeah. national aware, Tornado Awareness Day and we were. So we did. We
0: at least we were in the right pose. <laughs> yeah, like, true. You, 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 t- you, you tuck your head down,
4: yep. You cover the back of your neck and head yep. with your arms. Yep. Minnesota might just end that initiative because of us now. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be like, that was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're every man for themselves on yeah. tornadoes, from yeah. now on. screw it.
0: Yep. No, but Jake, everyone needs a needs a guy like you in the group to do, True. do stupid shit. So Go we do, Gophers! We yeah, do appreciate it. Go Gophers! <laughs> all right, uh, Wags, what
3: do you got? I got the early uh, morning football bit, and that's going to be in reference to this coming Sunday. The Minnesota Vikings played 8:30 a.m. Central Standard Time, where we fucking live. And I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. Like, I'm gonna get out of bed at 8:20, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get all the stress of my day out of the way before 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like like the Vikings are the only yeah. thing that makes me stressed on Sundays or even the weekends in general. Yeah. And we're gonna be done with that by eleven thirty, and we're also playing the Saints, so it should be a good day for us. Hopefully. I'm I'm looking forward to some early Trap morning game. football on uh on Sunday. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is I assume the golfer games at eleven a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, it is. So yep. that's gonna be a Saturday it's, and Sunday of waking up pretty fucking yeah, early. We, it's per
1: don't I would normally agree with you you want to know. Like, I wish we were playing at noon because we have the Gopher game. It's homecoming, and I already know after the Gopher game, Drake Jake is going to guilt trip me to go to the fucking box. bar with homecoming. Him. So I'm going to go. See,
0: he's already started <laughs> it's homecoming. He has to. So you're I'm the gonna... only
1: alumni here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, the Cam, one, you're the only one coming like, well, home. I'm like, meet me at the Inver Hills homecoming. But but <laughs> but but Cam's the guy I guilt trip, and it works. Yeah. So I'll be at the bar with him till close, and then I'll have to wake up at fucking eight to watch yeah, the whatever. Vikings.
0: See, F one guys like me are fist pumping <laughs> this because I'm already going to be up He's for used that. To it. We got we got Singapore at 8 a.m. They always say okay. it like that. They don't say Singapore. They say Singapore. So it
3: actually starts at 8 a.m. Central. Every
0: most F one races start at 8 a.m. This one actually might start at seven. But either way. Main floor of the 10K house, we got dual TVs. I'll have F1 on one, NFL on the other, and I'll be the happiest guy at eight in the morning.
3: I do have a question for you. Remember how we streamed on one of the upstairs TVs from my phone? And even when I turned my phone off, it just still had access to that channel? Did, yep. that, did that stay there the rest of the night? Yep. We it had, had
0: worked? We, we actually debated. So, yeah, Wags, uh, for those who are technologically not advanced, I apologize. But Wags casted from his phone his YouTube TV account to our smart TV. Essentially, it went from the broadcast for Fox went from his phone to the TV so we could watch the Fox broadcast because obviously we don't have cable here. Why would we? (laughs) And uh, and he like left and it stayed on the TV. We actually considered making the TV on the right side the permanent
3: Fox TV just never
0: turning it off.
3: (laughs) Honestly. A power outage would ruin it. Because I turned my phone off, I left the fucking house and it was still working. We kept it up for hours.
0: I think literally until the uh, 345 games, 325 games were over, we kept
4: it up. That's hilarious. That that
0: works, by the way. So if you want to come over every Sunday and just fire that up quick and
4: then then you're allowed to leave. I grab the paper. Oh, God. I got Jake going. Sorry. But
0: yeah, the London game... is great and everyone's saying this is Kirk Cousins game because it's like the least primetime game possible it's like when everyone's still sleeping and it's in another country but I mean I hope you
3: I hope the Vikings can beat Jameis just because you you brought it up I think I'm gonna bet heavily on the Vikings this week, and mm-hmm. I know they're already a favorite. I think they're a three-point favorite. Yeah, two and, like and a half. Two and a half, yeah. So, um, yeah, bet heavy of the Vikings. If, Kirk Cousins is going to have a game. Kirk Cousins? If you're
0: considering betting like Vikings money line, just be a man and bet the spread.
3: Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, be a man. And also, last
4: time uh, the Vikings were in London, they ended up going to the NFC Championship game. I just want to throw that out. And so. they had a similar start to the season in which they started 1-1 one and one and lost by 17 in yeah, the second game. They, true. They had, <laughs> that is actually true. They had a
3: better quarterback in 2017, Oh, did they? Though.
0: <laughs> also, Jameis Winston looks bad
3: right now. Bad. Like, oh, yeah. He's
0: really bad. The LASIK you know, made him worse. The Vikings' mm-hmm. defense looks pretty bad. Like, as of lately,
1: he looks worse. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You know how who they else looks win. bad? Kamara. He assaulted a man and mm-hmm. now he sucks at football. Yeah, yeah. Karma. Well,
3: I just I just remember the last time we played him on was it Christmas Day two years
4: ago? Oh, yeah, God, like seven, ten seven ten touchdowns. It was Kirk, Adam and Kirk, Fantasy. Kirk, Worst Christmas of my life. Well, Kirk went off. <laughs> he kirked off. He, I think the Vikings actually put up like thirty five or thirty eight points, but they lost like fifty two to yeah, thirty five or like, like, something. It didn't even matter if they put up that
3: many because they
1: were still getting blown out the it whole was, game. It was the Mike Zimmer defense. It yeah. was. Awful. The
0: prevent defense. Yeah. Prevent so the, the entire game. Let's just let's stick to Ask Madden. I'm not. I'm time. not
3: going to lie though. The Vikings versus Lions game looked just like a
4: Mike Zimmer game, except that they were able to pull it off at the end. Mike Ex- Zimmer would not have been able. Exactly. to Exactly. I was going to say. I think there's a stat out there that the Vikings have given up zero fourth quarter points or something like yep, that which, all year. Right? Which Fantastic. is which. Mike Zimmer was notorious for giving up points at the end of the half and the end of the fourth quarter to like lose games. So yeah. well, defense is doing something right also, in that sense.
1: Real quick, speaking of defense, throw it back to the Gophers quick. I saw a stat after the Michigan State game. Granted, we played two like or three teams that like really suck. Yeah. We are averaging like we give up an average of six points per game.
0: Yeah.
3: It's that's insane. Unbelievable. Aren't we like the like number three offense of the nation and the number two defense of the nation Something right like that. now? Yeah. That's crazy. You
0: know, there was a really good quote about the Gophers that Michigan State's coach had where it's like, if you have a weakness, this team is going to find it, and they are going to hammer it mm-hmm. until you are in the ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mel Tucker is and, their coach. He literally said in the press conference, something along the he's like, I'm a fucking horrible coach.
0: <laughs> he said something like that. He said, this is going to yeah. be the hardest opponent we'll play all year. He yeah. Yeah. said so about the Gophers
4: well, this week. Well, you know, uh, Joel Klatt, he's like a Fox Sports yeah. College guy. He is like way too high on the Gophers. That scares me because then it gets my hopes up. But he's like, I, I, I see the Gophers. Being twelve and 0, 11 and one, going oh, to the Big Ten championship. Can't game. say right. that. And I'm total. like, dude, and I'm like, dude. Okay. First off, you can't so, say that as a Minnesota. Well,
3: like, let's say if they go twelve and zero or whatever, and they go to the Big Ten championship game and they win, like, what odds do they get to even like? they the Oh, they're in the they're, playoff they're for, they're sure. 100%. for sure, hundred yeah.
1: percent. You're percent. Beat, yeah. you beat Ohio State. That, that means that you beat Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. You're yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. or or Michigan. Well, State's looking more. Yeah, but
4: but you're beating you know ranked teams and top five teams. Well, and at last I saw
3: the golfers had the best percentage chance of actually finishing the season undefeated
4: in the west or in the big 10 no no, no or, just just as college football teams really in general i mean finishing the season wild. undefeated i mean with their experience and everything i mean i just i just can't you got to take those stats with a grain of salt as a yeah. minnesota mm-hmm. fan because they they could just have a dud Also, you,
1: you definitely have to take a grain of salt because it, we wouldn't be the top if alabama and georgia didn't play each other
4: yeah you're
3: right so that's yeah. why
1: it's funny because,
0: like, looking at the Gopher schedule, I look at like all the really hard teams, like you know Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State. and I'm like, I think we can beat them. And then I look at Illinois and Purdue. I'm like, trap game, trap You're game,
3: like, trap game. Yep. <laughs> like, well, look, Northwestern <laughs> trap game. Bowling Green just fucked, fucked, fucked me up. It because fucked of me that. up for yeah. decades. Yeah. Well,
4: first off, I'm just glad we're actually playing a uh, you know a decent opponent on Homecoming. Why the hell are we playing Bowling Green on Homecoming? And two, we yeah, we did lose to them last year on Homecoming. So.
0: That was supposed to be a financial slam yeah. dunk
4: where it's like, we're going to pay a
0: shitload of money to win so everyone can be happy on homecoming, and it completely backfired. But it's a new year. We're putting that in the past. All right. Weggs, what do you got for your bit?
3: I already gave my yep. bet.
0: Fuck. Hey, but I yeah. just want
3: to say Damn hey, it. really quick. I haven't uh, given my bit. Jake, I, I just want to point right. out, ever since Cam, Jack, and I became Golden Gophers season ticket holders, they've had a really good winning percentage. Maybe yeah. we should have done it We're not going little... to say the
0: U-word because <laughs> then we're going <laughs> to jinx it. True. On... No, yeah, no, where no, were, no, were you now? with Tim Brewster. Uh, Where was I? I was probably spending like... spending my money wisely. <laughs> go- hey, I wasn't. I wasn't paying
4: for those tickets back then. I was thirteen. Oh, oh, must money. be must be oh, daddy's, nice. Daddy's money must be nice must to be, be spoiled. Nice. No, they were a lot cheaper back then in the bench seats, even when and, they are now.
0: Well, and even before then. The Gophers used to play at the Dome. I still, like, it's still so funny you, to think about and the and fact you know that even, three teams had to share that field is comical.
4: And you know what's even funnier? Like I hear story. I wasn't there, but it was like uh, two thousand two thousand eight was the last year at the Dome, and the very last game of the season was a home game at the Dome against Iowa, and the Gophers got slaughtered like forty five to three. And I've heard Ooh. stories of people being there and shit, and just like the Iowa fans traveled well for whatever fucking reason. Uh, well, they always do. They went to the dome, and it was just an absolute shit show. There were fights oh, and yeah. everything. It just—I couldn't imagine the last game at the dome. People are know there's going to be a new stadium the next year, so they're like they're very sick of the dome at that point, and they're getting blown out forty-five to three to Iowa. I can't <laughs> imagine what that game was like. Yeah, it was at probably, the Metrodome, it was probably horrible show.
0: All right, well, uh, this transitions us well into uh, the Michael Russo interview, but my bit is uh, the betrayal bit. We've been betrayed by a dear friend who we will talk about with Russo. But uh, my favorite NHL player, Marc-Andre Fleury, current goalie for the Minnesota Wild, during NHL Media Day a few days ago, said that Celine Dion is his favorite artist, which makes sense because the whole French-Canadian thing, that people were like trying to say that to me. I'm like, I understand that. I'm still upset
3: about it. It's disgusting.
0: The backstory, for those who don't know, is that Celine Dion's legal team had our Twitter account shut down during a very crucial period in our growth in 2021 for a
3: good, like, seven months. Yeah. We would have had a million followers on Twitter if it wasn't for Celine Dion. Yeah,
0: we wouldn't have day jobs anymore. We'd be multimillionaires.
1: Damn it. I'd probably, yeah. have, I'd
0: probably have a girlfriend by now if it weren't for Celine Dion. Like, she has ruined she's ruined my life already.
1: I'd
4: have a wife and three kids by now. I know, <laughs> if I Celine Dion.
0: I'd be so fucking Damn rich, it. rich by now if we had the Twitter account for the, that additional six months. But, you know, it, it's one of those things, like I said in the, in the reaction video, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I, I understand it. But it's also like I can't see any reason behind why someone would like that woman.
3: No, even her bangers aren't even bangers. No, uh-huh. except for that my heart will go on. Okay, but that's, that's only... No, no, no. But, but we still use if, it. If, if that song alone was playing, it wouldn't be a banger. But when you put the visual aspect of an amazing play yeah. happening, that's when it becomes a banger.
0: Yeah, so by the way, the way people are always asking, like when we post the Titanic videos, are like, you guys are going to get taken down again. No, we're not. We use a burner account to post the video... And then we just repost it from the main account, Mm -hmm. thus using a loophole that hopefully Twitter never patches to do it. Uh, the, the backup account or sorry, the burner account that we use specifically for, for Titanic has been flagged multiple times for DCMA. So it's, it's going to be closed down. That, soon. that one's going to be gone pretty quick. So we're going to have to create a new one.
3: Well, it's funny too. Cause like, obviously like your actual Twitter name, it can't, it has to be unique, but like your display name can be whatever. So I love how we make the display name of that account, 10,000 takes. So, so whenever we yeah. share the video, it looks like we're actually, I, know. I don't mm-hmm.
0: get why, like some of the bigger accounts, you know, like you, you see like barstool does it all the time. Like even like uh, ESPN, like you see, they post from other accounts and you can tell they're burners it's like just name it who you are everyone knows what you're doing yeah and everyone's exactly. on board with it like it's everybody against twitter with this so it's just hilarious but yeah i also had just an honorable mention bit and the only reason i have to list this even though it's not related uh is just because i feel like this is only going to happen maybe once during my my lifetime but the uh the bunt the butt punt bit <laughs> so mark sanchez is now what some would say off the hook uh, we had an incident on Sunday where a member of the Miami Dolphins punted it into his own player's ass, resulting into a safety. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, that wasn't even the worst safety of the day. Uh, the worst safety of the day was when Jimmy Garoppolo visibly ran out of bounds and kept running, That's and the, then threw the ball. The Dan Orlovsky bit that was I mean. even worse. So yeah. like, it, as if Sunday wasn't a horrible day in football, like we had some insane shit that. I'll never get to probably see again in one day.
1: The The best part or the best thing I saw was when they they did the butt punt and they, they posted a picture of the ball making contact with the dude's ass. Yeah. And someone retweeted it and said, I'm going to tell my kids this is where football's come from. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, was
0: I think Mark Sanchez said, Wait, he's stealing this out of my playbook or something. Like yeah, this, like butt stuff is is my thing <laughs> with football. He he had a monopoly for butt stuff mm-hmm. with football, and now uh, he's got someone else in his uh, in his territory.
3: Dude, they literally had to retire that butt fumble from the top ten worst plays that SportsCenter does because it <laughs> literally won every week for like two hundred something yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah the not top ten because yeah. fans vote on the worst the worst, worst yeah. of the worst. Yeah, and
0: fans kept. Voting in the butt punt, the, <laughs> the butt fumble.
3: Well, Dalvin Cook, he had he not only he did, did, did. butt fumble, he also dislocated his shoulder God, on the butt. He ran, fumble. yeah, ran but, into the lineman.
4: Uh, hey, we won though. We still won, so who cares?
1: Yeah, Mark
3: Mark, uh, Mark Sanchez got blown out the butt fumble yeah. game. So, yeah. but we the won Dolphins ours. won
1: too, so they they did the butt punt and still they, beat the Bills. Looked, so
4: but that's so more ran. ridiculous than what Dalvin Cook did. So
3: you can't blame uh, what Thomas Morstead on you can't because his no. own protector got way too close to him on that. yeah, yeah. 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 Well. We'll
0: see if I I feel like something crazier will probably happen this year. It already feels like this year is just total fuckery (laughs) thus far. So I feel like this is just a preview of what's to come with just so many of the characters that are in the league. But um, we'll see if that happens. But anyways, let's get into our interview with athletic writer for the Wild NHL, Michael Russo, after a quick break.
3: Hey, just so you know, we have a little pregame segment on the Vikings pregame show before every single Vikings game that where we do a little bit, like we do a small little skit. It's one to three minutes long. It's obviously always very, very funny, and it's just us being the normal dumbasses we are. So again, make sure you tune in to the Minnesota Vikings pregame show on KFAN right before they play because you're going to hear us three dumbasses doing a bit. So tune in.
0: All right, folks. Welcome back to It's a Bit. Very special guest joining us in studio. We have Michael Russo, NHL and Minnesota yeah. Wild, writer for The Athletic. He also contributes to KFan fan Valley Sports North. And you have your own podcast. Is it Worst Seats in the House with Anthony LaPante? Yeah, I
2: actually have three podcasts now. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Worst Seats in the House with on the Talk North Network, and then I have two at The Athletic, The Athletic Hockey Show, and uh, Straight from the Source, uh, which uh, I should have a pod coming out any minute. You, supposed to be out a couple days. Ago.
4: You're just a so, network yourself. Yeah. Let's see. He's a, a podcast cool. guy.
2: Yeah, but when I grow up, I want to have a house like this. My God, <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal.
0: Well, what did you say to us when we were on with the fan at the state fair with you? You're like, oh, you guys got that house that Billy G bought for you or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good joke. We're just gonna, we're going to go with that narrative from Yeah, right on out. No
2: doubt. I know that Billy likes your house. He yeah, they hang out here. I think more often. So. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, um, one thing I guess I was going to ask you is like uh, with. With the with the preseason and everything starting, people aren't going to be able to watch the Wild on TV when they're at home, right? Because mm-hmm. we get a hundred, you probably get a hundred questions. Well, no, about that too. Um,
2: no the 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 rest of the preseason should be picked up. So tonight's game, uh, mm-hmm. the Wild are playing Colorado tonight when we're recording this, and th- that game's on altitude. So if you have ESPN Plus, you should get it. Okay, I think. Okay. I hope because that's how I plan to watch it because I didn't go to the game. Uh the game in Dallas is on that Bally Sports Southwest and I think I think uh Bally Sports North is going to pick that up. And then Bally Sports North is actually going to broadcast the other three games, the two home games and the one in Milwaukee. Wow. So the rest of the the rest of the preseason All fans, right. it was just the game the other night was not televised and Bally's controls if that could be put on YouTube and and I guess they didn't give permission because The Wild could have streamed that if they had given gotten permission from the rights holder and it wasn't on. So. Well, I'm yeah. glad that t-
4: television is – we're starting finally starting to yeah. see some TV coverage. Yeah in hockey, even if it's
3: just preseason. Now, isn't Bally too old? Aren't they doing, like, an exclusive streaming thing? Because, like, it's been very, very hard
2: to watch games in the past. Yeah. yeah. No, unless you have uh, cable. Direct TV. And, and, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and there's still that battle going on. And uh, Sean Shapiro that works for The Athletic actually put out a story the other day that I didn't fully read, but it basically said that the league is trying to buy those rights to make sure that this is something that they can remedy. Because it's not good for anybody. It's not good for—you think the Wild want this? I mean, no, the right. Wild don't like this this battle that Sinclair's is— In as well with all the uh, all the networks, YouTube and Hulu and things like that, and so um, and the league's not happy about it either, and so there's not much that they could do though. Uh, Sinclair has the rights for what twelve or thirteen of the regional TV networks, and you just got to deal with it. Do you have insight into the league and if
4: they were upset about? Go, going away from NBC to ESPN did they
2: like that or? no i no they were i mean yeah. it, they got lowballed and and uh this was something that um that they felt was going to be really broaden them not just to be back on ESPN where, you know, when they left ESPN years and years ago, it really felt like suddenly the league wasn't relevant. You know, you couldn't go into, a, especially at the very beginning when they went to, like, they were on the outdoor life network. Then it became okay. ver- versus and you go into a sports bar and, and you wouldn't even find the channels on there. Mm-hmm. I'd go into hotels on the road and you, and you couldn't find it. I still go into hotels on the road sometimes and you don't, they don't have NBC sports network. So just being back on ESPN, mm-hmm. I think helps. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you double that now with TNT as well, and having, uh, obviously, uh, now the best of both worlds being back on Turner and ESPN. And, and, uh, I, I just think it's a really good thing. And obviously the, you know, it helps the revenues of the league because they signed a much, much bigger deal than they would have.
3: Yeah. I definitely like, uh, ESPN is definitely showing a lot more hockey highlights yeah. because they have these streaming rights. Yeah. So that is good. To
4: They've see. gotten better. They got they, better over the year. They just need to pronounce names better. <laughs> and I think they got there near the end of the year. Capo I think they got They yeah. were always the big cocking in.
2: I, I still wish that they would, you know, when I turn on sports center at night, that there's, segments throughout i mean that's the one thing when you watch sports center you know that throughout that show you're going to see nba highlights the fact that they got to you know jam a night's worth of hockey into basically two clips i think it's still unconscionable and i think the league uh wants uh uh, espn to really ramp things up there and, and give them more relevance uh on that network and i know that that you know last year there were growing pains by both networks and i expect some significant changes this year
0: Well, that was like when we did the the cup snake at the wild game and it was on get up the next morning. I was like, Hey, we got the wild logo on ESPN. I don't, it was crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I've never seen a graphic of the Minnesota wild
2: shown on ESPN.
0: And if the fans have to be the ones to make it happen, then here we are. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I like, like to me, it, it's ridiculous. Like yeah. you know, I I don't even turn it on, and right. uh, I I think that they have to do a better job of just really selling the sport that they're spending millions and millions of dollars putting on their network. So well,
0: in college hockey yeah. too, like watching the college hockey tournament has been a joke the last two. Oh, years. Yeah. Try, you go yeah. Once again, you go to try you try to go to a bar and you're like, yeah. Do you have ESPN? You? They're like, no. <laughs> no. Like, do you have ESPN Plus? I don't know what that is. It's like okay, well I guess I'll try to find it on my phone. They yeah. didn't even
3: put it on ESPN 2 did they? It was no. literally yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Well, that, that, I remember
2: that in the last. Last year and uh like i i would you know i figure hey i'm a subscriber to espn plus i'm gonna be watch be able to watch the college shoreman and you, then the next thing you know you can't get it <laughs> it was insane such a joke yeah no it is ridiculous so yeah but
4: yeah it's it's uh well what was the what was the ordeal with they were playing masters they had a highlights of the masters that they're like we're gonna play that on espn2 over a frozen four game yeah. or something mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, come on." Yeah, the Masters were like two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, like, and uh, so that that's frustrating. And back,
2: back in the day when they were originally on ESPN, I thought ESPN did a really good job. I mean, you know, you had first of all you had proponents, uh, and they're still there. You know, John Buchgras, Linda Cohn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, when Ray Ferraro and John Buchgras did the NHL tonight, it was outstanding show. Yes. So Bill Pito yeah. Um and I really thought that uh, we were to sort of see that back and so far it hasn't come to fruition and so hopefully they'll it, they'll just do a better job and um and TNT it'll be interesting to see uh, the changes that they make this year uh, you know the league I think doesn't you know the the sort of the, the panel which I find very very entertaining with mm-hmm. with Biz Nasty and and Rick Tockett and and obviously uh, Anson and, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But I mean, Liam McHugh to me is one of the biggest pros in the world. You know, I I actually find it extremely entertaining, and but I think that you know, the, and they get their their cues from obviously how successful the NBA is and their show. And I think the league doesn't exactly love it. Like I don't think that they loved Biznasty getting his head shaved in the yeah. house last year because they want everything on the product on the ice and yeah. not like all the stuff on the side. And I do think that that's going to be the happy medium. Like I think it's great. You know, yeah. I, I I love that. to me it sells the sport. My mom texted me is like, why is business? You know, <laughs> why fall <I called> business <laughs> yeah. you know, bald right now And here. My mom's not paying attention, but she saw that and and that mm-hmm. actually to me sells the sport. And so yeah. hopefully the league office it sometimes gets ticked with stuff like that. Right. Will now come around, and it'll be interesting if there's going to be changes to that. Well, like the way they do things,
0: like Biz can be funny like that, but he also knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he he can. He can snap a finger, and he's he's dialed in on analysis. Like. I thought, I yeah. thought
2: TNT really to me was very entertaining last year. Like, yeah. like first of all, you, to, to me, the second you hire Liam McHugh, you know that yeah. it's going to be really well run. That guy is such a pro. Mm-hmm. And then you add, you know, to, I thought Rick Tocket was awesome. I, I would much, much, much rather see him behind a bench because the game's better with him in it. But mm-hmm. him being on TV, I thought the chemistry that he had with Paul was outstanding as well. And then you add Wayne Gretzky in there as well and, and Anson. Um, you know who I respected. uh, yeah. Have you... a lot more uh, seven months ago than I did six <laughs> months ago. Um, you know, like like to me, um, you know, I thought that they really did a great job, and I I enjoy watching that panel, and so um, you know, I'm glad they didn't make many changes there. I do think that we're gonna see Wayne probably a little less this season, which kind of sucks. Um, but look, uh, th- I think they do a good job, and now it's just a matter of the league and them kind of working together to make it a really happy marriage. Why do you think we're going to be seeing Wayne last? <clears> is it? Um, I just that's something I heard that okay. you know he's going to be taking a step back. Maybe the commute. I don't know what what exactly is reason, but that was the only th- change that I definitely heard was that he's not going to be as on as many shows as here.
3: Yeah, it was definitely cool seeing him actually talk yeah. and yeah. Yeah, be a part of the game again. Get so. his face out there. Yeah, he, because
2: he's does he still live in L.A.? Yeah. Is that, okay. No. So yeah, so, he's... but I mean they all commute. The only one that doesn't is Anson because uh, Anson lives in Atlanta where Turner is but but uh Liam has to fly in from New York for every show oh. talk from Vegas he lives in Vegas and so yeah I mean <laughs> that's it, nuts I mean, when that you think is, about yeah. it no, just it hopping really on is. a plane for yeah. hours at just least to... it's to up but I mean to me I mean to me it'd be a fun life but I'm sure you know there are those times where it gets super old and so yeah, yeah. um but I like I said I, I thought that they did a really good job last year
4: what did you ever get an official apology for, Manson Carter?
2: Um, not really. I mean, <laughs> like we had a conversation, and to me, it is over with. But I mean, right? You know, it, it is. I mean, it's funny. I was telling a buddy of mine the other day that, uh, you know, there's still like PTSD from it. Like it still, <laughs> it still ticks me off. Like you know, every now and then, like you know, if I do a Google search to look up an article on mine, but I like somehow. You know, like say I put the the athletic Michael Russo and I screw up, say, the article that I'm looking for or something mm-hmm. and delete it. And then I'm looking for the story. That's like one of the first things that now comes up anytime you call up my name. And, and that's so that really pisses me off is that, um, you know, for really the rest of time, right. um, you know, you Google my name and, you know, decades from now, people are not going to know the context and mm-hmm. how is BS. And, um, and so that, that really does bother me. And then, and then the other thing that absolutely still ticks me off, um, is, is TNT is, just absolutely unprofessional response to the whole thing, you know. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the email that I still got from Blair, their PR girl, fucking irritates me every single goddamn day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that to her face next time I see her. Uh, yeah, they, they sent me a lawyerized thing that essentially tried to portray it that I started this whole thing. <laughs> like, oh my god! Of course, just, they're um, gonna cover their yeah, own guy so, first. Um, so it still it still bothers me. But um, you know, uh, I will say that uh, the one thing I learned that day is how many friends I have in the sport. Um, and, uh, um, you know, uh, and I don't want to say too much, but a lot of people inside TNT reached out to me and, uh, lots of apologies, weren't happy the way it was handled and, and things like that. And, um, so yeah, it, it, it's still, it still definitely, uh, it still definitely ticks me off, uh, that, that whole thing uh, took place. But, um, you know, the other thing that I will say that, that bothers me too, um, and of course, now it's like I'm you know, aware that this is probably going to last forever and probably be out there. But the one thing that does bother me is, is you know, almost thank God Anson did it to me because, you know, if he had picked a younger reporter with not a lot of equity that people didn't know their, you know, who they were. I mean, I have 28 years of covering this league. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who I am. I have a lot of friends in it. They know my heart. I've covered a lot of players that, you know, players don't all love me, but they also know that, you know, my character and things like that. Um, you know, he could have submarine somebody's career in a minute. And Mm -hmm. that's what happened when I woke up that morning is first of all, I had to catch up on what transpired, but two, then you start to worry, like, did my career just end last night, you know? Right. And, um, and, you know, thank God, you know, there's not a lot of, a lot of people that could be accused of being a racist on national TV and get the, and get the better of the public opinion. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that would have happened with a lot of other reporters. So, you know, you know, the second. I woke up that morning, I had so many people inside the game, inside the league office, inside teams, players. Um, you know, I've said it before, you know, the the Chris Stewart, the Anthony Stewart, the Matt Dumbas, the um, you know, Akeem Alou- all these people reached out to me and just said, You're all right. You know, don't right. worry about it. Yeah. No, we'll we'll take care of this type thing. I mean people from the league office as well. And so um, you know, when all of a sudden they set you you know, they, you know, Ryan Clark from The Athletic was an incredible uh, person to lean on during this whole thing. And when all those uh, people reach out to you and sort of let you know that your life didn't just end it, it definitely made what was an unbelievably stressful uh, day and couple of weeks uh, much easier. I was going to well, ask is how much harder did that make your day-to-day job as the situation was going on? Like, were you having issues sleeping? And Oh, uh, yeah. No, uh, I mean, I honestly, I, for weeks, um, you know, it really, really, I mean, yeah, and, you know, it really... Uh, was when, when I'm, I I'm not even saying the whole PTSD flippantly. It still really uh, affects me still to this point because it just you know wakes wakes me up on how one mm-hmm. well, careful. I mean even from Anson's persp- from my perspective with Anson like you know I is not understanding how my tweets might be construed by him mm-hmm. and so like it definitely woke woke me up from that perspective. So I don't I don't think that that was in disingenuous on his whole reaction on how he you know portrayed the way that I put those tweets when I didn't look at it the way that he was. So that one one thing. So that, that was a good wake up call, but, but also just the fact that, you know, um you know, it, it definitely um, was a stressful, lonely uh, existence for a while. And, and then, you know, just going through the emotions of constantly having to relive it or, you know, seeing articles written about it and, you know, New York post aggregating it yeah. and, and things mm-hmm. like that. That's the stuff that, that really, it was a super, super stressful time, but you know, I have a lot of support in my life, luckily, uh, both inside the game, personally, all that, family, and uh, and uh, really, really, uh, I, I mean, in my in my eyes, almost got lucky because, it, you know, I think uh, um, if somebody didn't again have as much experience, like if so many people in the game didn't know who I was, mm-hmm. who could what would have happened to that reporter? Mm-hmm. Um, and man, you know, I, I got you know, lucky from that perspective. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say that whole thing spawned because you were essentially defending the team. Cause Anson, it started because Anson said like they the wild, no the wild have no depth. And you basically said, if you watch them, you would know that they have depth. And then, so you were defending the team.
2: Yeah. And it, and it, look, I'm not, it's not my job <coughs> to defend team. I was just sort of just saying, Hey, the guys that you said that, um, the re- they sucked in the winter classic, right. And his point was, is that, look, uh, look at what happened with all the, without all these guys that got killed by the St. Louis Blues on national TV. Mm -hmm. And my only point was, yeah, but in the months since they're playing also without those guys and they keep on winning. So that was my, my only, my only point. Um, and he took it like I was calling him lazy when, you know, my, (laughs) I I mean, I mean, we joke about this with national broadcasters all the time is Mm -hmm. that, is that, you know, they just, you know, a lot of times they're, watching the game that's on TNT that night. And that was my only point is that, you know, is that, take it from somebody that watches the team or the fans that watch them right so that was it but he took it like i was saying him personally when i was making a national national analyst uh, joke that like you know these not even joke that that like look you know um which i get if you're watching uh a um you know wild game it's probably not that's not on tnt it's probably going to be a quick glance or things like that but most of the time the game that's on tnt is the one that they're Seriously, paying attention to mm-hmm. and and yeah. now, remember at that point the Winter Classic was the only game on TNT that year. Did that,
0: you did you feel the support from the fan base when yeah, that whole I thing mean, happened? Man, you know, like
2: I still don't know what it is about this market that made them uh, treat me the way that they do. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Um, they, the, the, the fans that support me, just even not, regardless of this whole situation. I mean, even just, you know, sometimes the way that they talk about me on, you know, comments of articles and things like that. And I'm really blessed because, I mean, I don't think that there's, you know, you, you move to the state of hockey from Florida and you're covering the, the, the Panthers <laughs> and then, you know, you come to the place where everybody plays, you know, you start to wonder, are, it, are they going to accept me and all that stuff? And right from the very beginning, they did. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, it's unbelievable the support that I got from those fans. <laughs> I think that Anson learned it right away too. That, yeah, he you know, was going like, say that ratio had to you know, feel he, good. He, yeah, he, well, that he, he just probably you know went after a reporter that he probably didn't realize had the support that yeah. he did, both league wide mm-hmm. and, and fan base.
4: The influence, because like our our we take our hockey very seriously in the mm-hmm. state. I don't think he understood the scope of like you're you're. He wasn't really like. Going after the team, he was going after oh, the fan base. He had, like, he
0: had no idea he was going after a guy who has a Twitter account about. Well, you don't have the Twitter account, but someone made a Twitter account about your pants. That's how yeah, popular you are. <laughs> that's how, that's how like popular you are
2: A lot of different uh, Twitter accounts. You got to maybe report some of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russo slacks. 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 Knocked out. Slacks. He, he That guy. I mean, I'm almost convinced that, like, anytime I walk out of any place that he's got to be behind a tree. Here I here. was going to yeah. say, you know, yeah. It's, it's actually eerie. Cam, go like, check
0: the front yard. I don't know room if room he's,
2: here. like, a psychologist in his day job, but there's, like, <laughs> it's eerie sometimes he'll know exactly what's going on in my brain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's bizarre. Do you know um, who runs the account or no? I've met him once. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. um, it's actually a really funny story. So when he first popped up and he was, like, taking – all right. So when he first popped up, say, nine, ten years ago, whenever that his account started – um, you know, it very clearly became like, he was taking pictures that were only on my Facebook. And so this is going to make me sound like an awful human being. But, <laughs> so I, I didn't know what he was all about, what this guy was up to, but it was very clear he was stealing it from my Facebook. So I knew that he was a Facebook friend of mine, but I didn't know who it was. And at that point, anybody that friended me on Facebook, I I let in. So it could have been anybody. It could have been, you know, any of a maybe 1500 fans that I would let in. So what I did is with <laughs> this is a horrible thing. This is one of the hor- most this horrible story like things that I've ever done. But every single day that it was somebody's birthday and I didn't know who they were, their birthday gift was me unfriending them on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I figured oh, oh, after nice. I figured after a year that eventually I would just get rid of this guy. Yeah. What and then I did this for a year and he's still taking pictures of my Facebook. And then it dawned to me, I finally figured out who it was and I, his name sounds very similar to a cousin of mine. And I didn't get rid of him on his birthday because I thought he was with my cousin. Oh, okay. yeah. he slipped, oh. slipped through the cut wow. under unfriending, probably 1500 wild <laughs> fans <laughs> just, just, and making them probably feel like what a jackass. This guy is. <laughs> yeah. um, and he did it on my birthday. Uh, after doing that, after unfriending all these people, I didn't even get rid of the guy that I did this whole thing for, for (laughs) this entire exercise for an entire year, so. He flew under Um, the radar. Yeah, but he is uh, harmless, he's, uh, I've met him once or twice. He's harmless. Yeah. Um, And uh, he's, he is very funny, and uh, and I mean, it is, he, he he definitely knows how to get under my skin too. He's he, it's like crazy. Like if I haven't written a while, he'll like put some gif up and he knows it's going to bother me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh he's a funny guy.
4: Yeah, the amount of like different Twitter's uh profiles in general that I've seen. I've brought up that someone made like a Twitter profile for like specific like features about Bruce Boudreau back mm-hmm. in the day, he, there was like Bruce Boudreau's red face. Yep, uh-huh. that was the Twitter account, and that was it. And it was just like pictures of Bruce Boudreau getting pissed. It was yeah. actually hilarious.
2: Yeah. Um. And now Dean is starting to get those type of yeah. Line. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't get it. He doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> even the other day he had a couple eye rolls that sort of made its way into the public sector. Um. But, you know, you know, Twitter. I mean, it's a dangerous place, but it could be a... It's, it's, a, a, it's a cursing and a blessing.
0: Yeah. It's a war zone. A I, a war zone.
2: Yeah, I've, I've always wondered what Dean's thoughts
0: are on just the internet in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just not a big internet guy. No. Kind he's of not. more old-school
3: dude. Well, yeah. and something that Dean does, too, is he really reacts to almost everything that happens in a wild game, so I think he's the most memeable coach in yeah. all of Easily. the NHL. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I love... My favorite ones are when he says, fuck, and then someone puts darn on the yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those yep. are the best.
2: So, uh, and, uh, I mean, it is funny to because his kids, he's got three kids, and they send him all this stuff, too. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I can only imagine, like, the conversations that he must even have about me at home. Like, even – so, uh, last year, we're in Tampa, and I'm out to dinner at Jackson's down in Tampa. And he walks in – he walks to the uh, – it's an outdoor patio, incredible restaurant. And he walks uh, to into Jackson's with his wife. And so, he comes over to my table, and I'm, having, I was having dinner with a friend of mine, maybe Dane misutani i can't remember and um and but there was definitely a third person there and uh anyway he introduces genevieve to me you know hey this is michael russo and she looks at me she goes michael russo like this, <laughs> and i'm yeah. like okay and i shake her hand and i'm just like and and th- 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 that was like it and she like walks away i'm like well that reaction <laughs> yeah. seems like maybe my name has come up a couple yeah. times yeah. Yeah. That all, what's that supposed to was, mean yeah it was not a uh it wasn't you, like an excited to meet you, Michael. Like, yeah. Uh, you wonder weird.
4: if you're, that makes yeah. you wonder, like, if you're like just Dean's punching bag when he, when he loses a bad game, he goes home and
2: just starts <laughs> blaming you. Michael for no Russo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. During the pandemic, during the Zoom, I graded on him pretty good. After the whole Parisi back and forth that he and I had in Vegas, where the Zoom conveniently cut off, <laughs> I heard <laughs> that behind the scenes, he basically like, you know, definitely. Would would have loved to have come up to the press box to have a conversation. Yeah, him, so. well, the uh, whole,
0: even like older coaches and Zoom in general was just a really rough. Well, even the like, players. Like, I mean, do you remember like uh, uh, Zimmer would always get pissed? The
2: headphones aren't working. Oh, like he'd be yelling just at his assistants. <laughs> yeah. Well, and same thing. I mean, the, yeah, the Wild all the time. You know, it would be muted, and he'd be talking. We'd have to be like, Dean, you're <laughs> muted. And he'd be like, he doesn't this, know how to do it. Yeah, but it's been. I will say when look when Dean took over. Um, I think there was a worry on his part that I was gonna treat him fairly because obviously he's really, really, really close friends with Paul Fenton and I was not tight with Paul and and maybe played a role in a lot of the coverage that that led to his departure. And so when he took over for Bruce and he knew how tight I was with Bruce, you know, he and I had a conversation where he basically like said to me, Are you gonna be fair? And I'm like, Bruce, I mean, I said, Dean, you know, like let me just tell you, I've covered this league a long time. I've covered fifteen coaching changes, you know. You have you're tight with some coaches. You're t- not tight with some coaches. I'm going to tr- cover you completely fairly and all that. And I think he's. I think we have a much much better relationship now. But it was definitely a feeling out process those first couple months. And then the pandemic doesn't help things because you really can't cultivate that relationship the way you can with other people. And, you know, like I was sitting down with Jared Spurgeon for a podcast the other day, and we were talking after the fact that I've covered him for 12 years. And so right, right away you have that just relationship where you guys know each other, you know, same thing with Felina where Dean, you know, I didn't, you didn't really know. And either way, I'm sure he always looked at me as the guy that Paul Fenton was fighting with. And so I think that now he probably realizes that, you know, that, hey, he's going to cover us objectively. And sometimes he's going to piss me off, but sometimes we're going to get along. And I genuinely like and respect him as well. And and hopefully that feeling is mutual. I always say, like, I'd much rather when I'm covering a team, I much rather be respected than liked. You know, if you're if you, you know, and I think that at a minimum there, there's a respect factor now. Was it kind of surprising that Bill ended up going with Dean? Um, yeah, it, w- it really surprised me because, you know, there were a lot of conversations inside with the organization with sources that Dean would not be the guy that would eventually take over just because it felt like he was always going to be Paul's, you know, guy. Yeah. guy. I think Bruce Boudreaux, when, when Paul just fired John Anderson, Bruce's best friend, I think Bruce deep down thought that Dean was there to replace him. And they, again, had a relationship from their days in, in Washington. And, um, you know, I think that, that, De- that Bruce probably didn't feel, uh, that, that, you know, I think he felt like now I have to look over my shoulder and it probably did affect their relationship. Um, But I, I, Really thought that that um you know they would have a full coaching search, but obviously um you know there's a respect factor there between Begarin and Dean, and um and he took over, and I think he's done a really good job, and mm-hmm. so now it's just getting this team like all the coaches before him you know over that hump into you know getting that next step and and trying to uh you know figure out a way to get this team to not lose in the first round every single year. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been covering the Wild since 2005. Mm-hmm. So you've
4: gone through, what, now five coaches yeah. since Jacques Lemaire? Um, yeah, Jacques,
2: uh, yeah. Todd Richards, Yo. Torchetti, Bruce, and now Dean. So, yeah. Six. yeah, yeah who's yeah. been
4: the most, who, who have
2: you had the most inter- interesting interactions with? Uh, definitely coaches? Bruce. Yeah. I mean, I think it's no doubt that Bruce and I were pretty tight. I mean, we did the Bruso radio show there. <laughs> yeah. and, and my first ever <laughs> podcast of the Straight From the Source was in his basement. And um, so he, he and I were very tight. I just find him a fascinating guy. He's a hockey lifer. And, you know, he was one of the best players of his generation and juniors as well. And, and uh, you know, he just never really got to that point in the NHL. Pr- and he, he would admit to you because he wasn't just disciplined from a mm-hmm. nutrition standpoint and uh, <laughs> yeah, drinking and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, I just find him to be a, a, a character. Um, but I have I mean, there's really, you know, I've I've respected everybody that I've, mm-hmm. co- I've covered. I mean, I, I I loved the conversations I used to have with the guys like Mike Yo and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, John Torchetti. That was awkward. I'll admit John taking over the team because John I covered in Florida and he and I have become really good friends. Um, away from the, you know, it's just one of those things I never thought I'd cover him again. So, you know, part of this job is not getting too close to the people that you cover. And John and I became really tight since the days that I covered him down in Florida. So when he first took over here, I was like, oh boy, how is this going to work? You know, right. and, um, and I think, you know, as much as it was painful for him to not become the head coach of this team full time, it was probably better. Uh, from my perspective right. that he wasn't here, you know, that would have been really, really hard to deal with. I mean, that would have been actually one of those things where I probably would have had to go to the Star Tribune of the Athletic and explain the situation here and like, you know, do you want to make a change in the beat? Like that type of thing. Um, so that would have been, um, tough, but, um, you know. Two days before their season ended, I knew that he had no shot of getting this job i mean I've I've written it before he got into a massive fight with ryan Suter. Oof. and um and uh it was before game five of that playoff series down in Dallas and then they lost in game six but that 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 battle when you know when Ryan is as uh, entrenched as he is at that point in his career with a number of years left on his contract and as tight as he was with with Craig Leopold at the time and all that stuff. You just knew that uh, that John probably. <laughs> I hey, I give John credit because he doesn't take any crap. But I give John credit. I mean, you know, I mean, but I will say, John, I think uh, probably dug his own grave that day.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Go, going back to Dean, my my favorite thing about your sit downs with him is he just like he'll just swear during him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he'll just Man. drop f bombs no. like mm-hmm.
2: he's just. Yeah. That actually sit down that I did with him the other day was yeah one of my more fun experiences in a long time covering the wild because he and I had really never had a. 30-minute sit-down over any type of thing. I mean, uh, we've, uh, you know, we've, it was just a, it was a cool sit-down. And, and and the reason why I like stuff like that is and this is to me why it was important for this pandemic to change the way that we do our jobs, is that, is the way that, you know, my strength when I'm a reporter is not my writing. It's not my ability to watch a hockey game. It's, it's the ability to sit down with a player and somehow, I don't know what it is, disarm them where they're willing to just chat. -hmm. And, um, and Dean, who is very guarded, you know, within 10 minutes of that conversation, all of a sudden, I think almost forgot that this was an on record interview. And (laughs) at the end of that conversation, it was just a blast for him to talk about seeing Serena Williams' final match and cracking jokes about his attire and things like that. And so those, that's why I like doing that. And that's why I like doing, you know, the podcasts and things like that. You know, I, my favorite podcast is that straight from the source podcast that I do because it's a sit down with, Jared Spurgeon for 40 minutes or a Nick DeLaurier or a John Merrill or a Jake Middleton. And um, to me, you know, that's, it also helps you with your writing because they're going to say stuff mm-hmm, on a podcast right. that they would never <clears> say <throat> in a locker mm-hmm. room interview. Um, it's why it's like, I'm doing this big story on Jake Middleton now. And I took him to lunch right before training camp, because I, I knew you can't just do, sit down with him, even in a private room at TRIA and, and do that and get this type of stuff that's going to be in this story. And so to me, just sitting down in those situations and, and, it's a way to also cultivate, um, you know, relationships and, and you know, and f- let these people know that you have a personality, too. Um, so that's why I love doing those type of podcasts.
0: Well, yeah, you did. Uh, you did a sit down kind of like that with Flurry over the summer, right? At, yeah. At his at his house. Yeah. Or.
2: Yeah, that was the day he signed with the Wild uh, coincidentally. Um, it was an incredible day because, you know, I've known Marc-Andre Flurry for a while and feel like I've had a really good relationship with him a while. But it was still the first. time I mean, you know, he has never had a reporter at his house And so you're going up there, and you're, like, kind of a little nervous, like, you know, if he's going to be accepting. Like, you know, it's still – like, and it's funny. Like, I stopped at Starbucks on the way there, like, about two miles from his house just to get a little pick-me-up, and – like, all of a sudden, like, I realized, wow, I have butterflies. You know, yeah. this is crazy. I mean, I've interviewed a 1,000 players and at their homes, too. And this is the first time, you know, that I've ever had that. And so it was really a, an incredible afternoon. I mean, I, it's the lead. So the story comes out October 11th. And I don't want to give it away. It works out perfectly for Wild fans because it's going to act as almost like a Marc-Andre mm-hmm. Fleury feature three to, two days before opening night. But the point of this story is actually kicking off a project that we're doing in The Athletic. That is, that's gonna have like five or six stories a week on different people for like days on into the new year. And so coincidentally, Marc Andre Fleury just kicks off this project. So that's what this sit down was for. And it, and now it started, it, it comes out October mm-hmm. 11th. But the whole lead of the story is just how hospitable Marc Andre was. Like I show up to his house um the entire driveway is just full with trucks like he just moved in truck guy he's Mm. getting a well i mean just uh workers like he's getting a dock put in he's got landscapers there so he knew that i was gonna probably have to park at the end of this long dirt road and so he's just waiting outside (laughs) for me (laughs) and i didn't text him like hey i'm here i'm just walking down and there he is just waiting for me outside his house hey mike (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and the first thing he goes to me he goes he goes um can I make you a sandwich? <laughs> oh, like, like, what I mean, a guy. You know, like, like if you had to paint a picture of how you would think Marc-Andre Fleury would react if you just showed up at his house, it would be that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I'm like, no, nah, no, you know, you don't have to make me a sandwich. He's like, how about a water? You know, he's like pouring mm-hmm. two Sam Pellegrinos. And we go outside and he lives in this just awesome house. Um, like you walk in the house and it's just all like glass windows looking out on the St. Lawrence river. And um and what was really neat, so we go outside on this um this outdoor patio, we sit on these wicker 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 um like furniture pieces, and I look out at the St. Lawrence River, and there's a barge that's going by that says Duluth, Minnesota. Oh wow! And I'm like, uh, and he and I just start talking about like how amazing is it that we're here, you know, 40 miles southwest of Montreal right now, and we know that that barge has. You know navigated through Lake Superior down to Lake Michigan or Erie to Huron and and here it is probably days later after it left you know basically your home state where you're playing hockey or we hope in about five hours they're going to resign and play hockey and uh, you know and it was just an awesome day. So anyway so we do this like probably 45 minute interview it is a really sweet story about talking about his family and his upbringing and his mom and his dad, his dad, his dad, uh, who he sadly lost, uh, three years ago. His dad didn't have an eye and he was telling, he, he lost his eye playing hockey as a kid. Oh, geez. And he's right. eye, I should say. And, um, he, um, and he, uh, was telling me all these like funny stories though, about his dad and having a sense of humor, and he used to play right wing so he could see with his left eye for- <laughs> four checkers coming on the room and you know stuff like that, and really cool stories about his mom and his sister who he's very very close mm-hmm. with. Um, and so, and then he gave me I, one of the story, one of the questions. I just go to him. I go I'm like, let me ask you, what mementos does Mark Andre Fleury have? It was Mark Lazarus. I go to Mark. Like, he was the last person I saw when I left the media hotel. Um, the athletic we had like a ho- we took over an entire hotel in Montreal and we had like eighty people there. And um, last I see him in the lobby and I said, "Hey, I'm going to Mark Andre Fleury's house. What's one question you would ask him?" He goes, "I want to know what mementos Mark Andre Fleury has."
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So I ask him this question and his eyes light up and he's like, "I'll take you on a tour of my house." And uh, you know, after we're done with the interview and we go in and he brings me downstairs and he's got every pad he's ever played with. He's got oh, all geez. his masks. He's got a Patrick Waugh mask. He's got a um, a, a Marty Brodor mask. He had another really special mask that I cannot remember off the top of my head that, you know, that he had as almost like a collectible. He all these incredible graphic portraits of him playing, um, you know, and it, it, newspaper clippings that his dad used to cut out of, of articles. And he's like going through this, and he's getting, like, sentimental. And it was really interesting because, like, then we start talking about free agency because – you know, like he is literally uh, has to make a decision basically that day for Chuck, for 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 Bill Guerin, and we're talking about his his opportunities. And I knew he didn't tell me, but I knew leaving there that he that he either wanted to go to Colorado or Minnesota. And as I'm driving back um, into town. Um, We're about to do a uh, – a the Wild extend – they extended Jake Middleton the day before. And we're about to do a conference call with Middleton and Guerin. And as I'm logging into this uh thing, as I'm driving back into Montreal, it comes out that Colorado traded for uh, Goryev. And so right away, I just – I called my editor. Before this conference call, I said, hey, just get your radar up. I have a feeling this, that that Flurry is going to resign with the Wild today, and so this could now because it was the night of the draft too mm-hmm. that had all this and right. we had all this stuff <clears throat> going on. So if Flurry resigns, they have two draft picks, all this other stuff. I said just to let you know that there might be major news coming if if Flurry comes back there, and then it turned out to be really major news because then I witnessed Cam Talbot's agent losing it on Bill Guerin, and so right away you <laughs> knew that there was a bigger story going, and so. You know, I always tell people like half this job uh, being a reporter is just sort of reporter instincts, keeping your eyes and ears and open. And, you know, everybody always thinks that when you break a story that it's something leaks to something to you. A lot of this job is just knowing when things are coming and keeping your eyes open. And so when I turn this corner and I see Ian Pulver and Bill Guerin having this, you know, clearly unhappy conversation right away now i know there's another bigger story brewing here that has to do with can't tell but and then it led to those stories the next couple days that was also the day that if you remember the kaprizov stuff came out i mean it was a a crazy couple days in uh in montreal
0: it was a yeah that was a crazy time in may Mm -hmm. and um i guess quickly going back to your conversations with flurry like did he talk about with you and i know this will probably be part of the interview but like I guess his thoughts on Minnesota, like, did, did he love living here while well, he did? I know he only lived here for, like, a couple months,
4: but, like... I he's in a hotel,
0: too. Yeah, yeah, he was at a hotel, oh,
4: but, like... He like the atmosphere and yeah, the does, energy. Yeah, does that,
0: does that play a role in his decision of coming back? Is, like, just the time he did spend here and the, you know, the fans, the
2: atmosphere? Yeah, I think so. I think that he... Well, there's respect level with Bill... Um, I think he thinks he can win here. He really loved the locker room. I think he does realize that at this point in his career, too, that he, um, you know, that he, it probably would have been good for him to split time with Cam because they got along really well um and now he's not but it's still gonna be it's not gonna be like uh you know he's not gonna start 60 games right um it's still right. gonna be like a 50 32 thing maybe maybe a little less even um so but I do think that he enjoyed it here and I think he saw it at times uh in that sold out arena during warm-ups those last 12 regular season games that he was here when he's on the ice and his fans are just mm-hmm. you know throwing jerseys at him <laughs> yeah throwing flowers, <laughs> throwing flowers on the up. ice and you know well, yeah. flowers and yeah um and I think that stuff did mean a lot to him um you know it's a good place obviously for his fa- his kids to be as well um and again the relationship with Bill I think definitely went went a long way um but it's it's uh you know I, like it's hard for me like because I've known him for so long like it's just hard for me you know to maybe take the reporter hat off or take the the like hockey fan hat off. like I'm just really excited to cover a guy like this and you know, he's the type of person too that you want to be in the locker room to cover, and um, you know, I could only imagine like just be, being around him for next year or two um you know, the amount of like fun stories things that are gonna happen in that locker room and and just marc Andre fleury type stories because he's also just an unbelievable prankster, like there's gonna be so oh, many. Yeah. oh yeah, there are gonna be so many you know he's made for reporters being in a locker room. there's always just funny stuff and um and I hope that he is here for two years. I mean you know that's the one thing that I think that maybe even Cam didn't realize. Because, you know, the big thing with Cam, it wasn't so much that he didn't want to split. He didn't like the – the way that I understand it from team sources is that he didn't like that, one, flurry was making more money and, two, that he had an extra year on his deal. But that that extra year on a deal is kind of a fake year. It's kind of like mm-hmm. – I, I used to say this about Devin Dubnik whenever he was all upset that he that that he signed the six-year deal. You know, the way that contract was structured, the Wild would have easily been able to get out of it at the end, which Bill Guerin eventually was a different GM. Um, it's the same thing here. In the new NHL, when you sign a player to a 35-year-old contract multi-years, before, if he retired prematurely, you'd be stuck with that cap hit the mm-hmm. year after. Now, as long as you don't give him an increase in salary, if he retires, you are completely out of that cap hit. So I think that it was it worked out well for both. Mark, if it works out here, he's got this assurance that he has another year here and he doesn't have to move his family. But if he's if the team sucks, if he's not very good— He could also say, you know what, I'm going to do you a solid bill and walk away and let you move on with your life and so um you know i'm not convinced that this isn't it for for mark andre you know i hope it's not if he has a good year i think he'll be back for that year too he looks watching him at practice like he'd still move and all that type of thing but but it is that it is a type of contract that he can walk away from if he wants to retire after the season okay. well, so, mark's so, yeah. uh, sorry mark's gonna be mm-hmm. split in the year obviously with yeah. uh, philip gustafson mm-hmm. i guess
3: obviously we really haven't seen him play too much what uh, what can you tell us about him
2: yeah um i do i'm working on this giant story right now that's working on october that's going to run October. October fourth and it's uh last year we did I did goalie tiers where I talked to fifty league sources and and uh, along with a couple other reporters, Sean Shapiro and uh, Corey Proman at The Athletic, we and anonymously and we had them rank the goalies. This year we decided to do tandems because really other than Vasilevsky and Shostakovsky, everybody else is a tandem in the league. That's yeah. the way the league is going. And so we're doing these tandem stories. And every single person that I've talked to for this project, and I'm doing it with Joe Smith now as well. So we have four reporters working on it. Uh say the dozen people, fifteen people that I've talked to, everybody has said the exact same thing. Like I love Flurry. I want to give him a two in our in our rankings for the tiers. But Gustafson, we have no idea. He hasn't become an NHL, you know, established NHL player yet. I want to see him better, all that type of thing. And so it sort of drags the wild number down to where the average is around two seven five now for the tandem of uh, Flurry and and um and which I'm giving it away, but it, for the tandem of Flurry and Gustafson, which would put him in the top fifteen of our goalie tiers. Um, but I want to see what Gustafson's about. Um, you know, obviously we're recording this on the night that they're in Denver. I want, he's going to start. I want to see mm-hmm. him. He looks fine in practice to me. Um, you know, really quiet, doesn't move like super fast, but a lot of it is, I mean, we talked to him the other day and he says his style is very different than Mark Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, his job, it's uh, not unlike Nicholas Backstrom, right? When Nicholas Backstrom was such a angle goalie, that when he gave up a bad goal, it looked like the world's worst goal because he he always was able to make the routine save. And if his angle was off a little bit, it would just screw up everything. And that's sort of what I see so far with Gustafson. And so, um, you know, I'm a little surprised that that's the way – I thought that it would have been – you know, like I always thought that if Talbot didn't want to be here, trade him. But I thought maybe go out and get a Lindgren for mm-hmm. a little less money. Um, but look, you get him at 750. Um, that's not a bad contract for Gustafson and maybe he can wind up being something here. He's only 24 years old. He's done it well in the, you know, playing internationally for Sweden. Now he's just got to establish himself as an NHL guy and we'll see it. I mean, super nice guy. Um, you know, huge disc golfer, by the way, really, he's <laughs> a fralfer. Wow. Yep. Yeah. He okay. loves it. Um, and he said he's gotten into it. He's already looked up places to play here in the twin cities. Um, so yeah, it's kind yeah. of an interesting. Little it was first player that told me that they were big into disc golf. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, if you if you need some insight to that, I got a froth guy. Yeah. My, my last roommate, John. Yep. <clears> he's, <throat> he's he's a, he's played all the courses yeah. in the cities. Mm-hmm. He can
2: probably rank them. I <laughs> texted a buddy of mine that's actually huge uh, into the scene here of mm-hmm. of, of uh, disc golf, and uh, he's already going to set uh, try to get uh, Gus in a ton of different gear and all sorts of stuff. Nice. So Gus and all like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well,
4: well, I wanted to just go back quick to the you know, your interview with, uh, Fleury, I, I think you should get credit for, uh, make, making him stay.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. That's yeah. player, that's player attention. You left yeah. and then he resigns. Yeah, I know. It's like, Hey, you know, I could see myself yeah. being covered by him for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, look, I, I get why wild fans are a little concerned, obviously 37 turning 38 years old and Talbot, um, and him would have stayed, you know, to me, would have been a stable, uh, tandem and net. Um, but, you know i i think that that flurry with like i i just think it would have it was super hard in the playoffs for the d to get used to him for mm-hmm. him to get used to them because they had no practices i mean right. in his entire time with the wild he had one regular season practice and then one practice the day before the playoffs and i just think that He plays such a different style than Talbot, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's a little too simplistic that he sometimes is so spastic almost that, you know, you don't know if as a defenseman where that puck is going on a rebound because his, you know, like a lot of French Canadian goalies, their job they feel is make the first save and now it's up to you. I used to have Mm -hmm. this, excuse me, when I covered Roberto Longo in Florida, that was what he said is his whole philosophy is I got to make the first save and now it's, you know, up to everybody else. and I think that's where Flurry comes from as well. And so when you're a D that aren't used to that, or you have Talbot that would direct pucks into certain areas, which I know Talbot, uh, uh, Flurry wants to do, I just think the lack of practice really hurt Mm -hmm. things. And so uh, we'll see... Uh, if it works. But, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it was a good day up at Flurry's house, but I'm not going to take credit for it. No, so. no, no. No, we're pumped. Yeah, We're pumped for that we're article to draw. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's, it'll come out all, October 11th. So. Yeah. I was going to say, because,
0: like, these guys know I'm, like, the biggest Flurry fan. I bought, yeah. I bought his jersey probably, like, the day after. Yep. I, I bought it as mm-hmm. early as you could buy it to the point yeah. where I had to wait for it because, like, the Hockey Lodge was mm-hmm. out of the number two. Yep. And uh, it was crazy because, like, I hated him forever when he was in Vegas because he was a brick wall against the wild in the playoffs in 2021. So I absolutely hated him for that. And then he signs here and now I'm like, okay, always well,
2: my, and frankly, I mean, he almost got here earlier. I mean, the wild before Talbot, the wild were trying hard to get him. Remember? Oh yeah. Remember, I remember Vegas them. had to get dump him. well, They wound up trading Nate Schmidt, but they were trying to get out of uh, all sorts of cap issues. And yeah, Billy wanted uh flurry then. And uh, it would have been a heck of a trade at that point because he want, you know, he would have been, you know, basically a cap dump. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Fleury, uh, you know, you'd really like him if you if you got to meet him. I mean, he is he's just like a the, he is just a genuinely friendly, you know, good good hearted person, and so um, you know, it'll be nice to cover him.
3: Yeah, what's uh, I was wondering, what's kind of the general vibe around the rink these days? I mean, do you think this team could make
2: a run? Um, you know, it's hard for me to say that now. Like, I don't want to bring everybody down, but I I am still looking at a team that lost Viola, you know. It's 85 points. It's mm-hmm. nothing to just you know scoff at. So, like mm-hmm. I, I almost get laugh at like a lot of the you know, like local bloggers that are you know, look I I respect them all, but they're you know a lot of them are are fans at heart, and they they talk about Fiala like uh, like it's the same team coming back only without Fiala. I'm like, well, first of <laughs> all, <laughs> so easy to you say. You know, Fiala had 85 points. You know, all those six on five goals. Like, Kaprizov had, like, 13 points, and Fiala had 12. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something like that. Um, Fiala made a huge difference on those miraculous comebacks. Mm-hmm. You know, even the other day, Philip Gustafson was talking about Kaprizov's overtime winner, and I went back to look, remind myself of the goal against Ottawa last year that Kaprizov beat Gustafson on. You look at the whole play. It was Fiala that made it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, we were at that know. game. Yeah, 2 right? 0 yeah, <laughs> right. or 2 yeah. one whatever so, it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just Fiala that's gone. It's Talbot's that's gone, too. Mm-hmm. And so we have to see how if they downgraded goaltending, if they st- maybe stabilized it. Because, look, analytically, Talbot and Kakinen were not very good last year. Um, you know, so maybe – but right now, there's a lot of, in my eyes, uncertainties. Mm-hmm. And then Kulikov is, you know, again, say what you want about his playoff. But regular season, he was really good, yeah. especially good near the player. end. Yeah. yeah, he was really good at the end. And, you know, and that was one of my my you know one criticisms. And I love John Merrill, but one of my criticisms of Bill Guerin at the time that they extended uh, John Merrill at the at a really good price was what was the rush? Like to me, if you wanted John Merrill. You would have been able to re-sign him after the year, and now in mm-hmm. hindsight, if they re-signed him after the year, well, he probably would have happened after the World Championships where he got hurt, and then you would have said, "All right, we're moving on from Merrill and we're keeping Kulikov." And so now, did they doubt? Did they really lessen their depth mm-hmm. on the on the blue line? That's a concern. So, um, you know, I, I think they had an unbelievable year last year. I think they were as good as anybody in the West other than Colorado. They un- unfortunately uh, didn't handle a lot of adversity. Um, they were unbelievably like I, I know it's an excuse, and I'm sure St. Louis was banged up too. It is unbelievable what some of these wild players were playing with. Yeah, I mean, it it really was. I mean, up and down the lineup, Spurgeon, Dumba, uh, Felino, these guys were seriously hurt. Delorie, um, and you know stuff that would have kept them out a while. And so they they didn't handle adversity well. They were hurt, and then they obviously caved in that series, um, down 2 one. But but to me, they were a hundred and eight hundred and thirteen point team and they just lost an 85 point guy, a 1A B goalie and a veteran defenseman mm-hmm. to say that they're now going to be better and go on a run. I just think that's a little hard to believe. So, um, you know, I ho- I uh, for wild fan's sake, I hope that it works out and they can go. Um, you know, one I I might be able to answer this question better in a week and a half right. when we see what Bill Guerin does. Like there is no doubt from talking to different managers around the league this year this week. Um that that Bill is calling around trying to steal a player. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, and, you know, I know that he is trying to get a player like not unlike the Pachetty move with Carolina. And unfortunately, Pachetty then ruptures his Achilles right after. But they got him for quote future considerations. I think that's what Bill is trying to do: is look at a lot of these teams that have uh, cap situations, cap issues that are going to have to get under this cap here on, by October eleventh and uh try to t- pilfer a guy and so we'll see if he does it and if he can get himself like a 4 million dollar uh, forward or even get a 5 or 6 million dollar forward and get that other team to eat some salary mm-hmm. and you're giving up nothing off your roster um you know that might make a world of difference then mm-hmm. we got to figure out what mm-hmm. does it do right. to the lineup yeah. does it just move a Tyson Jones down or does a guy like Marco Rossi get screwed
5: yeah. you know mm-hmm.
2: somebody's getting screwed right mm-hmm. if they're healthy if um if because right now they have their, their line set. And obviously if you get a top six forward, I don't think anybody's going to be upset if he winds up playing, you know, next to Boldy or or yeah. uh or on the Ericsenek uh Felino line. Um, but it, there is gonna be a trickle down effect. And just I find it interesting that Rossi's on the fourth line to start camp and Steele's on the third. It's almost like they're it's almost like they're trying to give Steele every opportunity to to, to land that spot. spot. Yeah. Or if worse mm-hmm. comes to horse, you put him on the fourth line. And so um, you know, we'll see if I you know screwed's the wrong word, but you know, if they add another forward and they're healthy, well Marco Rossi is the easiest person to send mm-hmm. down to Iowa. So, it's up to, it's incumbent on him the rest of his exhibition games. He'll get about three more um to really, you know, continue to not make what happened the other night against Colorado where he looked like he belonged to um, mm-hmm. know, to continue that. So,
4: Right. I think you should just cue the Moneyball scene <laughs> yep. where yeah. where, you know, you know, Billy's like calling all the all the different you know trying to make deals, bargain for players. I feel like that's Billy G right now,
2: and all <laughs> the pro all the pro scouts are in right now. So you know they're talking about this stuff. They're going through every team that has cap issues and trying to figure out who can they get. And we're not talking like you know take a Nick Foligno like a bad contract. He wants a player that he's going to be able to throw into his team right now mm-hmm. and and get him really good. You know. Um, like a lot of wild fans are asking me about Pulley R V to Edmonton, while he makes sense, but you know, the again, the remember though then you're going to have to resign this kid and, yeah. and so like you know there still needs to be a, a sense of of cap situation because look i mean they're going to have to pay a lot of these guys boldy uh is going to get paid yeah um, and they've got to save money here luckily it looks like the cap's going to go up in the next couple of years next mm-hmm. year definitely a million and then two and three years uh a lot more and so they'll get some more cushion that way but uh they've still got to be cognizant of what they add if you're going to add a player that's going to need to either be resigned or retained or in some capacity mm-hmm. but, right yeah. well i I
0: know the preseason game is starting soon but I had I had one final question for you. Yep. Um did you happen to see speaking of Fiala his first picture in LA gear?
2: Uh yes. Yep. Yeah,
0: he literally looks like he like just signed a deal with the he Empire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he looks like he looks like Darth yeah. Vader now. He's like, Anakin he, Skywalker. He has and, gone yeah. to the Sith. Yeah. He is
2: definitely. Uh, he's going to be motivated this year. You know, yeah. look, uh, he got paid like a star one. Yeah, I was talking to uh, somebody with the Kings in their front office the other day, and um, you know, I told him right away. I'm like, like he basically he's like, what do you think of Fiala? And I said, I'm like, tell you. he's going to come in motivated. You know, he gets a bad rap. Like, hey, look, he is a. He's an interesting personality, and sometimes, uh, you know, I don't know how beloved he is by his teammates and things like that, um, but that guy works his ass off, mm-hmm. um, and he wants to win, he wants to score, um, and look, there are certain kinks in every player's game that is hard to knock knock out, and him, I mean, look at last night, he scores the goal, why? Because he came right out of the penalty box, so like, that's one thing you're going to have to deal with with Kevin Fiala, he's going to mm-hmm. take penalties all the time defensively is going to be sometimes lax like a lot of scorers are um you, you know he's going to throw pucks away on the power play that's just there's certain things about a high risk high reward player that it's like that and so um i i just think that um he's going to be very very motivated to shove it up the wilds butt this year. I you know yep. to me uh if you do prize picks uh you know pick his over on the night they play the wild game 2 of the season. <laughs> yeah like that type of thing. Big big prize picks. Yeah. That's
0: definitely one you're going to have to hammer. Yeah. Anytime a former Minnesota athlete plays the Minnesota team, hammer it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. The my
4: first time back, especially. My final question is: uh, a
3: lot of Minnesota fans at the initial announcement of the Fiala trade were rather unhappy. Um, I guess. What are your thoughts, like overall, about the trade?
2: Um, I mean, I thought that that's exactly what they were going to get: a, a pick and a, pro- a first round pick yeah. and a prospect. Personally, I would have, if I were the Wild, tried to really go hard um, and get a forward. Now, from Bill Guerin's perspective, um, I could tell you for a fact from talking to a lot of the teams that were um in on Fiala or thought they were going to try to be in on Fiala, they really offered nothing to the wild. And I think okay. being that close to the wild, um, to the draft, I made Bill I probably forced Bill's hand and like, look, we got this offer from LA. I know he tried for some forwards there, um, but he, they like Faber a lot and you know, it if it if it's gonna happen, it needs to happen now, or he could be left without a chair come the draft. Yeah. And the reason why is that New Jersey thought they were getting Johnny Goudreau and Ottawa thought they were getting to brink it. Yeah. And Ottawa did get to brink it. New Jersey lost out on on Goudreau. I do kinda wonder now, um, you know, if maybe if New Jersey knew that they would get screwed and not get to uh, Goudreau if they do it all over again and gone harder after Fiala. Yeah. Um, but they really made no offers. And so um basically what Bill Guerin did is he gave uh Newport, uh who's the agent, uh, so basically Kevin fired uh, uh Claude Lemieux, Claude Lemieux, his agent, hired the guys from Newport, they gave him an exclusive window to negotiate a deal with LA. And then uh, when that window was up, they were able to negotiate the contract and the trade was made. Um, but, look, um, I haven't seen enough of Brock Faber. Obviously, the first-round pick is going to help. Uh, but that is exactly what I thought. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think, though, look, Wild fans, what they need to understand, too, is that the last summer, this was the same contract that fial They just could not afford it. Yeah. Now – They had to trade him. And, and look. I, Wild fans, I, I get it, right? You know, re signing Johnny Merrill, Alex Skalagoski, bringing in Tyson Jost, you know, uh, Jordan Greenway. What is that? Five million, six, seven million. Um, and what, 8.2 million? Well, that pays for Fiala, but mm-hmm. you still need players to play yeah, in those it's, roles. It's, it's... And, you know, you can't just have four league minimum guys. So they have certain, like, a pie, they have certain, salary structures slotted for different players and so you know while the, while he was flippantly spending money last summer on these guys the reality is he was still going to have to pay him so they weren't going to be able to afford Fiala they made that decision a while ago and, you know, we're a wild fan. This wasn't, this, like, everybody wants to say, well, they should have traded Dumba. They've been trying to trade Dumba for a long yeah. time. That's why I think Bill got mad that day on the on, K, on the fan, is because he's trying to protect Dumba because he's tried to move him over and over again. So, um, Fiala, you know, Dumba wasn't going to get it done there. And the reality is, is that, is that, um, you, you know, where the wild made their bed here on Fiala is, is just the way that they made their pie in terms of where they invested money. Mm-hmm. When they like to me, it's a bigger where where they sort of made their bet and having to trade Fiala a couple years later was when they re-signed guys like Brodeen and Spurgeon to their contracts. And when they all of a sudden decided, hey, we're gonna invest, you know, basically between Dumba, Brodeen and Spurgeon, what is that? Um twelve million, uh, nineteen and a half million dollars, when they decided to invest that huge part of their eighty two and a half million dollar cap hit. Minus now the twelve seven for Parisian Suter, you know that's that's what really starts yeah. now to penny pinch, and then they got to look at the future and say, all right, we got to resign Boldy. Um, there's other guys here that you know, right? Uh, who's I was thinking about the other day that they're going to have to pay um, significant money to here coming up. Well, even just to Addison, but there was somebody oh, yeah. else I was looking. I mean, Zuccarello is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, they never thought Kaprizov was going to get nine. Um, so they had to make their. There was somebody else I was thinking about the. Oh, like a Ryan Hartman. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ryan Hartman's yep. has gone. went off, yeah, last he year. J- he just gave an unbelievable discount. This guy is up making $1.7 coming off a 34 go- goal season. So, what, you know, the second you sign Fiala to eight, now you, what if you cost yourself a, you know, a Rossi, a Boldy, or whatever? And so, yeah, the, it's going to be good in a couple of years where the cap skyrockets a little bit. But, um, to me, uh, you know, I, I get it. It's not just the players that they just sign. It's it's preparing for the future and making sure you have enough money for them. And unfortunately, it costs Fiala. and all last year when when you know Bill was playing Coy and trying to say, well, you know, you never know what's going to happen. We all that's I mean, the only reason why I was being so aggressive writing about Fiala is that it just it there was no way to sign him. Yeah, it just it was absolutely impossible. And I I sort of think it's the same thing with Dumbo right now. Like I think that he can't say it. But, you know, if you're Bill Guerin, even if Dumbo was willing to say, I'll re-sign for $4 million, do you want to do that when you have Faber and Pert and Lambos and O'Rourke and Hunt and Johansson, mm-hmm. all these guys signing? I'm forgetting somebody. Um, you know, but, but, you know, to me, Addison, uh, you know, I just don't see how uh, they would have been able to get it done. There was no way to, you know, to me, survive it. Yeah. And this isn't, And the other thing that fans, you know, seem to get, this isn't about the buyouts. They actually save money on the buyouts. It would be worse if this isn't, they couldn't have not, they, you know they they didn't get rid of Fiala because of the buyouts. They would have had to get rid of Fiala anyway. Yeah. The buyouts allowed mm-hmm. them one more year of Fiala, which was huge for Fiala because it got him eighty five points and a huge payday at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. um, if anything, you know Kevin Fiala should be thanking the Wild's lucky stars for that they right. did those buyouts. Mm-hmm.
0: This isn't the Yankees. Mm-hmm. We can't pay everyone. Yeah, yeah come, come on. They there they is think- a salary no. cap. Actually, no, I know. <laughs> and, you know, yeah.
2: it, it, look, uh, the Wild in the salary cap error has gotten gotten screwed by like few other teams in this league and, and um and you know now that the cap is gonna start to go up you know right when the pretty much the buyout pain ends, that's gonna be a good thing for the wild and hopefully then, you know, you're gonna be able to pay all these kids that are coming down the pike that uh and that's what they're planning on. Mm-hmm. Is that when that cap goes skyrockets that they're gonna be able to afford the Rossies and all these other kids uh, Boldy and, and all of them. And if Fiala was here, there's a good chance that one of these kids, if they absolutely erupted, that the wild well wouldn't be able to afford them. And so that, that is why it's done. You know, again, fans can disagree, but there, you know, this wasn't just, you know, Bill Guerin hates Kevin Fiala and he got rid of him and decided not to commit to him. There was just no way once they, you know, to me, again, it's not about Greenway, Merrill, Kalagoski and and um and jost i mean this was when they you know first came here and they extended spurgeon and brodine and made that decision that's when you start doing the math and you're like wait a minute fiala needs to get paid at some point it's not happening
3: yeah and the rest of the mm-hmm. league knew that we had to pay fiala and we mm-hmm. couldn't do it so the mm-hmm. fact that they even got a first and a prospect i thought was awesome yeah. so
2: yeah so we'll see i mean a lot of it's going to depend on those players right yeah. faber and and um and was that pick off or was that pick uh uh Wallstat. I can't even remember off the top of my head. It's a good question. I think, oh, it, was, uh, I think it was Urof. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Well, because we got Wallstat.
0: I can't we, remember if no. it, so. It was 20 and. Urof's the Russian one, right? Right, right but yeah. I,
2: I can't remember which pick came in the oh, trade. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, it had to be U- Wallstat would have been the Urof one. Yeah. So there, yeah. It, you know, not Wallstat, sorry, uh, Ogrin. So mm, right. there you go. I mean, so it, a lot of it will depend if Ogren becomes that player. Mm. And remember, Urof was supposed to be, that's who they wanted there, but they knew, they figured that Urof would drop to 24 or whatever it was. That was a yeah. really smart move by Judd Brackett. And that wasn't just revisionist. Like a lot of people was like, oh, you always go with these stories. Like somebody said to me, he's like, you always just take their word for the fact that they said that they did this purposely, that they knew Urof was going to fall. Just watch the wild, the Becoming Wild video of their meeting. He is saying, you know, he's using code words, but he is saying that. If these two guys are there, we're going to take the first guy first because I think this other guy is going to drop to 24. And if these uh-huh. guys become great players, it's going to turn out well. And so we'll see. We'll see when we get uh look at Urof. Um, You know, he's already, they're already playing games with him overseas. All of a sudden, he went from being one of their top players. Now he's playing four minutes a game. So it's mm-hmm. now starting there where they're going to try to, you know, put some muscle on him to keep him. Did the same thing with Huznadinov, right? Huznadinov got off to this great start last, last year. All of a sudden, they're not playing him. They're scratching him. Next thing you know, he signs an extension. Now he's got a letter in his chest. And yeah. Signs. I mean, that's just that's how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So, yeah. It's awesome. Well, really, really, really quick, this team can make us drink. And I know you're a whiskey guy. Mm hmm. Mount Rushmore of Whiskey's.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Mount Rushmore yeah, of Mount, Whiskey's. Yeah. So I'm more of a Scotch guy. So Glenn Okay. Well, I'm Irish whiskey too. So okay. Glenn uh would be my number one. I love okay. it. Bushmills and then probably McAllen. I'd say twelve. That'd okay. My, uh, oh, we need a fourth. Oh well, yeah, I mean, there you were know what four heads. He- the four <laughs> heads on the rock. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. You know what I'll go with? Because it'll make him happy and maybe get me a scoop one day. Yeah. Is uh, Uncle nearest? Okay. okay. And I go. won't tell you why I'm saying it, but there's somebody that I know that uh, is essentially a, an investor. Let's, okay. let's go with that. All right. Yeah, okay. Investor of Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest premium whiskey. Tennessee yeah. whiskey. There we yeah. go. Well, Hopefully it, that it
0: set investors listening to this so they can invest in us exactly. as well. We so can be sponsors. Give us free uh, products. Piggyback yeah. off that. We'll, we'll Uncle taste Nearest. Us. Buy
5: Uncle Nearest. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. That's the inside scoop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Russo, this has been a blast. Before we let you go, we got to do uh, this, the rapid fire questions. So oh, we're great. Gonna, I'm always Bruce, great. We're going <laughs> to ask you just 10 questions and fire them off as fast as you can. All right kind of already asked you this, but you're on a deserted island for the rest of your life. Unfortunately, no hockey. Uh,
2: alcohol, though. What would you choose? Um, probably Antinori uh, red wine. C- okay. Chianti Casco, yep. Right. Chianti. Chianti. it L.O. Uh,
0: how many fourth graders are you fending off in
2: self-defense? How many fourth graders? I'm, yeah. I'm like the weakest human being ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, j- I know this is a rapid fire question, but I actually like, need somebody to come to my house to unscrew something that I can't. I l- li- so Xfinity sends me this adapter and they want me to like unscrew the back of it and put in this new adapter. And send- I-, I cannot get the screw <laughs> undone. So, like, I, you think I'm going to be able to fend off the fourth grader? You got, like, like, one of those rapid? rubber grip things. Yeah. You I, try that. know, uh, maybe I knew that's what I do. <laughs> yeah.
4: Use those against the fourth graders. Yeah. Maybe I, something.
2: The, the screw is, like, the tiniest thing. Yeah. I actually went to Amazon, bought new, like, screwdrivers for it because it's so small, and that's not working. So, yeah. And I'm starting to, like, fray the screw. So I think I'm, like, Xfinity. <laughs> I don't pay enough for uh, cable. I'll, like... It's like two ninety a month, to so <laughs> charge me some like late fees now for not sending the adapter back.
0: Right, I love it, but you got to have good internet for your job, so that that's yes, that's exactly. important. Yeah. Uh, you prefer Minneapolis or Saint
2: Paul? Um, so I lived in Minneapolis for twelve years, but now I'm on the other side of the river. Uh, but I am a Minneapolis fan. Okay, I I'm, okay, I'm a, I definitely prefer Minneapolis. I hung out there last night. I went to a concert. I I just there's just something walking walking around like the North Loop and Northeast where I. I lived for 12 years. I just absolutely love it down there.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother?
2: Probably. Oh, man. That's a tough one. <laughs> like
0: or my, unfriend my, my, all my your gra- friends yeah. on Facebook yeah. on their my birthday. My grandmother
2: did tick me off sometimes. Feel <laughs> of me. Probably not a random baby. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, does pineapple belong on pizza?
2: No. Love it. Um, if you were given an
0: all-expenses paid trip to Cleveland, are you going to take it? Oh, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. Yeah. Football mm-hmm. Hall of mm-hmm. Fame, too. Um, what is the best place to eat at the XL Energy Center? Um, at the XL
2: Energy Center? Hmm. Ooh, I haven't really ate a lot there. Um, the best place to eat at, like, are there like or, multiple or in or, or, St. Paul? Or, or oh, in St. Yeah. Paul, uh, in St. Paul. Um, there's only one answer here. Yeah, Tom Reed's. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Or
2: or Cassetta. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Really um, very good. I'll tell you what I do. I used to go to what's it called, Meritage all the time. I love okay. Kincade's too. I, I, I brought Jake yeah. Middleton there the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Uh, Pillbox down and below a uh, trio. Awesome. Yep. 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 For sure.
0: Uh, what is your least favorite fast food place?
2: Um, probably like uh, Long John Silver. Or something. That's a good. That's just saying it. Not controversial. Made me, made, made me just like uh, <laughs> Long cringe. John
0: Silver. Uh, if a movie's made about your life, who's playing you?
2: Um who's playing me? I'd love to say it's gotta be somebody obviously extremely good looking. <laughs> um, you have to pick that. Yeah. Man. Who's playing me? That's a great question. I would say Um God. You know who I absolutely love? Like you guys aren't gonna love him, like know him, but is Alan Orkin. You know, the old, like, he was in Indian Summer, and uh, um, it's just like, I don't know. That's just is the first name that popped in my head. I just watched a movie the other day. The other guy that probably has my, like, build that I think is just the most fantastic actor, and I got to meet him on the Super Troopers 2 set, was uh, Brian Cox. Oh, nice. Uh, lead a succession. That's sweet. Uh, he's just such a cool dude, and, uh, he, he, and he could probably play any character. So, there you go. There we go. Yeah, I can yep. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alan Arkin. Yep. Love it. Well, see the movie Indian
0: Summer. He's outstanding in it. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to add that one to the list. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Thanks so much for absolutely coming into our house and checking the place out and t- sitting down talking with us. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, I'm glad I came. Uh, it is weird, like looking like people can't see over here, but there's three giant cardboard yeah. pictures of your face. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, 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 I just what I'm picturing is like Bill Garrett staring at that. <laughs> just, 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 and just like it was, Bill could come down. And here, then meanwhile, a picture of himself yeah. is also in I here, know, which is yeah, a little bizarre. Yeah. But at least yeah. it's
0: the it's it's about fucking. Well, manic, I told there.
2: you guys when I had you on the, the fan, I said I, I know. That that uh that one reason why Bill had to do this show is that I know that Liam Garrett is just a huge fan of yours because every single thing that you guys put out he likes on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. So uh, so clearly Bill Garrett probably got uh, like, hey, <laughs> should I do this? And Liam's like, yeah, yeah, so, you got to
0: do it. You don't yeah. have a choice. They
2: posted add. that. Yeah. Like yeah. they did
0: that. Mm-hmm. No,
2: you guys do a great job. As I told you when I talked to you at the fan, it just amazes me. Like all these people in town have tried to start like different things, and what you've turned uh, ten thousand takes into uh, in this market is. It's just really impressive. Yeah. And then the fact that you guys have three uh, day jobs – Pretty, mm-hmm. unreal, pretty unreal. So
0: yeah. 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 Well, we're like you, we're round the clock workers. Yeah. But uh yeah, make sure to check out my all of Michael's
2: podcasts. What are they again? Uh Worst Seats in the House, the Athletic Hockey Show on Wednesdays and uh straight from the source. And yeah. just subscribe mm-hmm.
0: to the athletic in yep. general. Like mm-hmm. I did I did that a few months ago and it was yep. best mm-hmm. decision what took I ever you made. So long? <laughs> I, I, for whatever reason, like I'm not a big reader. Yeah, but no, for no, whatever reason when it's when it's about sports though, yeah. I can do it. I just yeah. I'm mm-hmm. too ADHD. I don't have the attention to read, yeah. but yeah. well I'll just
2: tell you not to put a you know a a, a self-serving pub about the athletic, but everything I say is always self-serving, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it really is unreal what we've become. Like, yeah. like when I came uh, to the athletic in 2017 and we st- I started Minnesota and then Krasinski joined about a, what a month later. Um, I mean, there were like seven hockey writers at the athletic and now we got like 500 employees mm-hmm. worldwide, yeah. you know, so, uh, every, like unbelievable uh, uh, soccer coverage in England. Um, you know, it's just insane what we've become. And, 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 you know, I hope people understand that's that's why maybe prices go up and you're seeing ads and things like that. It is not cheap to run the athletic. Mm. I mean, you have 500, you have 300 of our 500 people are writers and we're all traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're just, you know, getting subscriber money, a buck a month, promos and things like that, it's not paying the bills. That's not paying our salaries. And so for them to make, um, this thing work, and be as good as it is, and make us survive during a pandemic when sports was on hiatus— um, I, I think that uh, it's you know that's why you know I'll I'll fight to the death on people that want to rip them for like oh we got to you know add on on the on the site now like mm-hmm. things change if you want the athletic to exist this is what we got to do yeah. right and so uh, adapt yeah. yeah and so that's just the world that we live in you know if you go to the Star Tribune you're paying a subscription and you're seeing ads everywhere as well I mean that's just the way the world is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: well it's not like you guys are working for Amazon and someone's <laughs> collecting a trillion dollars yeah. exactly. a day at the top like yeah. you got to pay for quality that's anything in the well, mm-hmm. but no doubt.
2: I and subscribed
3: it. after the Mark Parrish piece that you did and oh, I've nice. been subscribed ever since. Yeah. So it's absolutely amazing. I really recommend it.
2: Yeah, no, it's cool. It's perfect long form. I was talking to a couple sports writers the other day for newspapers. I'm like, I don't know if I could ever work for a newspaper again because, you know, I, I don't think I have the ability to write tight anymore. I mean, I don't even I don't. Like, you know, 600 words is what a game story would be in the Star Tribune. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even breathe until 600 words in The Athletic. And mm-hmm. so, like, that – and so it depends what you want. Sometimes you want your news super fast and sometimes you want long form. And, uh, you know, there's – and that's the cool part of The Athletic is that we have no space constraints, no deadline constraints. And so – and we're able to do, you know, a lot of cool stuff that maybe the other newspapers can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still a newspaper guy. Um, you know, Heart of Hearts, Um, you know, I think that they're very n- – you know, very necessary in today's world, especially just being watchdogs and things like that. But, um, but uh, you know, there's just something special about this site. If you were a sports fan to just know that you could, you know, the, the coolest part is it's very much like a cable bum- bundle. If you create your feed, you know, and you're a huge Cleveland Browns fan or a Dallas Stars mm-hmm. fan or whatever, you create your feed and that you get that on there. And you don't see anything else that you don't put on there, so mm-hmm, you right. get the best of everything in terms of what you want to read, and and so I think that any fan of the of sports would love
3: it. Yeah, like the first so. thing you do when you sign up is you select your teams, right? Yeah, and that's what you. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. perfect. And
2: your leagues, you could you know put your authors, things like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so, like because I I signed up to like read your articles and then I like started diving into my other teams and yeah. just found all sorts of yeah. more stuff. I'm like, this is the easiest and fantasy, and now we're yeah. doing
2: sports betting, which is right, obviously yeah. huge. And um, and you know, podcasts. I mean, we have so many incredible podcasts on the on the network. It's just uh, I, like I'm amazed that I had the balls to do it because I'm not a big risk taker. That's for sure. And just the fact. Uh, you know, I've gotten really lucky I and mean, I've had three jobs in my entire life. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, you know, life, can, you know, fate can change if you take a left turn instead of a right. You know, mm-hmm. it's the old mm-hmm. Dave Matthews song. What if a it, left turn? You know, I could be a millionaire in Bel Air mm-hmm. or a valet, you know, like that's just the way the world works. And I've been lucky in my career that I've I've worked at the Sun Central for a long time, worked at the Star Tribune, the Athletic and every leap that I took so far has worked. So, yeah, um, you know, I'm super, super lucky like that.
0: Yeah, so. well, thanks again for coming in and always for keeping us informed about our favorite yeah. team, and mm-hmm. we'll keep drinking the, uh, I guess that's a Viking saying, but we'll keep drinking the, the green Kool-Aid. Or Here. the Uncle whatever whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, all yeah. yeah. oh, right, yeah, it's shameless plug in there. Yes. <laughs> to throw that in there. Yeah, Allegedly. But yeah. I bet
2: you if you Google who invests, like, there's probably a public way to figure out who it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, think really I like guessing good.
0: better, though. We're yeah, going to, yeah. we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll keep it up to chance, yeah. but yeah. All right, folks. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Mike, for coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I was waiting for you to show up (laughs) here you are. I was, I was thinking I was going to walk right out of here and not even get to talk to you.
4: You didn't need me to replace you today. Good. I've had a few (laughs) cocktails.
0: We we won. So it's all right, folks. Welcome back to it's a bit, obviously a great interview with Russo. Um, It's Tuesday night. So the wild are playing the Avs, and uh, we didn't want to keep him here too long because we know he has a job to do, but, uh, just always great picking apart his brain on on especially the team because we're we're diehard wild fans but he is the source and it's great to great to talk to the source.
3: Yeah, I don't think he realizes how like famous he is in the Minnesota hockey community because ever like even when I was like a young kid, everyone was like. Hold on, did Russo say that? Is that is it official? Like Russo has been a household name in Minnesota in terms of hockey for a long time.
0: Yeah. Wild fans will go to the death with Russo. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I remember him just yeah, like you're saying, like, because he's been with this. he was with the strib in 05. Yeah. Like that's, that's insane. Crazy. Like right when we're getting in consciously into sports, like he's just been around forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So obviously a great interview with Russo, but let's close out the show with our final segment. We're drafting the top five movie. Movies based on soundtrack, So we're not drafting based on the entire soundtrack. Are we
4: drafting or ranking? Sorry, ranking.
0: We're ranking based on which movies we like the best based on their music alone. It could be a single song. It could be multiple songs. We got kind of confused planning this out, but it'll make more sense, I think, once we dive into
4: it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really anything. Like, it could be an original score, as they saw in the cinema Mm -hmm. community, like... Um, or or but, just a song that's amazing in that goes right, really me, well. Me, with like, the movie. Maybe it's like
0: one song within a movie, like, that's like, why it's your dumb right. One pick. Like
4: real, a real, they put in real songs, like that other artists made, but it goes well with the movie, and exactly. that's why... So either and way. Uh,
0: Cam is not participating because apparently he doesn't watch movies.
4: You could just think of a movie you like and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, it has this song in there. I'm not going to lie. You can I tell can't. off of
3: Cam's sports knowledge that he doesn't watch anything except for fucking sports. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I can't... Like,
0: what about can't 30 for fucking... 30s? You got to watch those. Those are sports. Those are kind of movies. Documentaries. Movie? Those are documentaries. Yeah, but like they're, they're not going to have same. a great yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. Cinema. do 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 like the ESPN music. Yeah, All right, no. that's fine.
2: This
4: is Sports Center. Sorry
0: I let you down. Cam, you watch sports, you eat chicken fingers, and that's okay.
4: Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, let's start. We're gonna do one through five because there's three of us.
3: Five five to one. Five to one. You don't want to reel your hands. No, I mean
0: I mean like five total. Holy shit, we're already I'm already. We're we're doing five movies. Zane, give us your your fifth best movie. Based on music. Okay, Jesus. I'm gonna I'm
3: gonna go with the movie. This is probably the only one you you guys might not know. It's called Deliver Us from Evil. It's a horror film, and what happens is people are getting um, possessed by demons. Nice. However, when they get possessed by demons, um, like music comes on uh, on the you know comes on, and it essentially it means that they're possessed, right? Well, every single time there's this where the demon is activated, and he's like you know taking control of the human. The doors play. Break on through to the other, other side. side. And gonna- it's, it's shit yep. like that, right? And it's an amazing soundtrack. And it's just a, it's a great way to like let you know when the demon is taking over and trying to do shit. And since it's an older song, it just goes
4: amazing mm-hmm. with the movie. So, well, And the door is obviously trippy. You know, yeah. Jim Morrison. It, I can just totally see that going so Yeah, nice. so that's why I'm going to go with that. It's just a perfect artist and perfect group
3: for that movie, in my opinion.
0: Yep. That's a good number five. Jake, what do you got?
4: So I got to say, looking at my, I actually had 13 written out, but like, cause I, well, cause I had to list them out, but then I, then I ranked them on five. Let's so calm down on that, but <laughs> all five are, are, I just realized our original scores. So they're not like this, the, they were made for the movie, but number five, this could be a little, people might get upset about this. I'm Spider-Man 2002 with Tobey Maguire and dude, the soundtrack in there was fucking awesome. Like I literally had that, that song stuck in my head probably for years like what? it was just awesome.
1: I don't even know. Like, what does original score mean? It means they and made the sound for a movie.
4: I don't want to like. Okay. I don't want to
0: like reveal any more. Like, it's kind of like, like well, Fast and Furious does that with all their yeah, all their movies. They hire all
3: these like rappers. I don't and know stuff if does, Indiana Jones will have their yeah. own soundtrack. To...
0: Okay, my number five is uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas oh, is yeah. actually my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. but I think it's number five in terms of its music, specifically for one part of the movie, uh, the song Layla which I think I, there's so many people who have written that song. I don't know who the original artists are, but it's the scene when everyone starts showing up dead from the Lufthansa heist because they started talking. Mm-hmm, yeah, And it's that song where it's like, do, 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 do. And like, everyone's like, you know, they peel back doo, the, doo, the doors doo, doo. on the truck and a dude's hanging by like a hook in a meat locker. And then someone else is in a trash thing. It's a messed up scene, but it's like the cinematography, multiple points of, of Goodfellas was, you know, before it's time, but, um, I I love that scene specifically. And I, I made a meme back in the day that actually did really well before we were even big on, on the internet was, uh, the coaches, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was that exact song with all the Minnesota coaches getting fired in history, basically mm-hmm. just like in, in Goodfellas, it's all the characters you've grown to know throughout the movie showing up dead. So, um, you know, I feel like there's so many memes that can be made around just that idea. But I had good well, Goodfellas.
4: There's so there's something nice and satisfying in like movie Goodfellas when there's like an upbeat song yeah. like that mm-hmm. and that goes with the era of where you where the movie's taking place, and then just something cr- brutal happening. Right. Well, so they, was they like yeah, perfect. they do
0: a good job of that too because Goodfellas takes place over like 30 years, so they mm-hmm. they do a good job of like transitioning decades with music. I know mm-hmm. that's something like my dad notices that I don't quite pick up on, but. Um, yeah, just Goodfellas in general with, with music. And then, too, the cinematography, like the, the one, the continuous shot when he walks into the restaurant, how that was all shot in one thing when he's, like, putting money in all the different chefs, like all the workers' pockets yeah, and yeah, stuff. So, yeah. I could go on for Goodfellas for days, but that's my number five for music. All right, Wags, what do you got for number four? I'm
3: going to go with So I Married an Axe Murder, but okay. Michael Myers and I just love that there she goes. Yep. I love that song. But I also love when uh, they cut to a scene. And it's Mike Myers playing his dad in in the movie, and he just like S A T U R D A Y night, and they play that whole song. So just based off those two songs, amazing songs, it goes with the movie very very well. I am gonna go with "So I Am Married"
4: and "Ax Murder," which is also an amazing movie. I it really is. recommend that you watch it, it if you haven't.
0: Okay, Jake, what do you got for your number four?
4: Um, this shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, Jaws. I mean, the suspense cause with the, you know, that signature song is just unbelievable. Cam, have you seen the movie Jaws? I was just about to
1: say, so far, I haven't seen any of these movies. <laughs>
0: That's insane. I, I, Despite the fact that it's very popular and I know it is, I haven't seen Jaws.
4: Oh,
1: wow. Never you gotta, you got to sit down think, and watch Jaws. It's
0: on that list of movies I know I should see by now, but I just haven't.
4: Awesome quotes. I mean, Clint, the character Clint, like you all know me. You're going to need a bigger boat? Yeah, you're going to need a bigger
1: boat. People say that it's work, but it's not. He yeah. says your. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen you're Jaws, but I have boat. seen the Superior Shark movie. Only half of it was Sharknado. 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 Was Jaws. And then
0: when they we, they created a sequel and they called it Sharknado, the second one. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. They created like 15 fucking sequels. Yeah. To...
0: Um, all right. My number four, and I made a last minute swap. This is like the guy on draft day. The GM who who thought he had his guy locked in, and then at the last second, something snapped in, and he made a switch decision, which probably doesn't happen. But my number four was The Strangers 2. Have you guys ever seen The Strangers 1? That's yeah. show up with uh, masks. Like, yeah. 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 So okay. th- it basically, it's about these this couple who goes—well, actually, The Strangers 2 is about this family who goes to this campground, and the campground's kind of closed, but they stick around turns out there's like murderers and masks but there's one scene in specific where they play the song Total Eclipse of the Heart by uh what is it Bonnie 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 Tyler I think she's Canadian mm-hmm. and it's you know I really need you tonight and like the music is blaring on the campground and,
3: and forever. Yeah and
0: and these and these guys and the guy has like the axe and he's trying to kill uh, everybody and it's just like nice
3: Kirk Cousins liked the video. Oh, shout Did out. Did he officially? Yeah, officially. This is from the Kirk Cousins uh, Twitter. Okay, so that's Kirk, cool. Kirk so, liked that. video. God yeah. bless. Right, I just that saw was, the notification. No, that that was a good boys. bit.
0: Yeah. But yeah, um, in The the Strangers 2, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, it's one of those things I can't quite describe, but it's one of those things where you just feel it. You know, you feel the
3: cinematography, yeah. which is the point. That's what we're going off of, the feeling of like, right. what, it, what it invokes, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's
0: my number four. All right, let's get into number three, Wags. What do you got?
3: Okay, I'm going to go with Shrek. I think okay. Shrek has yes. one of the Sun. best soundtracks of all time. You got "I'm a Believer," you got "All Star." I mean, it's all of uh, what's Smash Mouth? Is that their name? Anytime yep. Smash Mouth is around, you know it's going to be a banger.
4: So and that, well, that movie, uh, the, the original Shrek, like introduced us to like I remember they had "On the Road Again," I yep. think by yep. Willie On Nelson. I'm like, again. that's where you first heard it. Yes. And, you, and you you always associate, oh, that's an original song made for yeah. Shrek. No, like it's made by an awesome country artist who made that 30 years prior. Like. Yep. It's awesome. I saw that Shrek was recently named to like uh, the
3: National Archives for importance in terms of movies. So like it's gonna, it's they're gonna apparently uh, preserve it forever for future generations to watch. So shout out to Shrek.
4: I'm a believer. Out of my mind. Well, didn't uh, did Smash cut co- did they cover that song for the movie? Because that's originally made by the monkeys. Yeah, they they covered it but, right. yeah, for the song. Right, dude, fuck yeah, dude. would
3: <laughs> even I could Shrek Two and Shrek Three also yeah. have good songs that aren't by Smash Mouth <laughs> Smash Mouth that are really really good as well. So.
4: Yeah, I think uh, uh, the beginning of Shrek Two when they go to Far Far Away Land or whatever, yep. what's the song? It's like uh dun, 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 dun yeah! Won't you take me to Funky Town? Yeah, is that it?
0: Yeah, 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 Tune, tune. I, I half those songs were like really popular in like the eighties, nineties, whatever. I learned them all through Shrek. as Exactly. Kid, dude,
3: you know what's? It's crazy to think that um, Shrek, like Mike Myers, wasn't originally going to be Ogre. It was going to be Chris Farley. Chris Farley, and they recorded ninety-five percent of the movie with Chris
4: Farley doing the voice. They were like, "It ain't right." Well, because he OD'd. Oh, that happened
0: during the. And they were going to
4: release it like two or three prior yeah and he died 97 and and then um and then they recorded
3: the whole entire movie and mike myers like he didn't do a scottish accent with shrek and he was like you know what i it needs to be Scottish accent. So he made them redo the movie again. So it took wow. a really long time for him to release it. They got but it right though. They yeah. did the Scottish accents perfect. It's, for Shrek. it's perfect. Yeah.
0: I never even like put that together that he's talking with a Scottish accent. Yeah, I, I don't I, know yeah. why
3: until you pointed that out. Well, I always thought just because when Mike Myers talks in general, I always thought he was like European. He's fucking Canadian. I really. know.
4: I always thought and then he played some weird uh he had like Austin a, Powers, he's English. Austin Powers yeah. and he had some funny English character on S N L way back in the day. So I always thought he was English. Yeah, same mm-hmm. here. Mike Myers sounds like an English name. I'm sorry.
3: All
0: right, Jake. What's your number three Sorry, for I really, top?
4: I, I, I took two Mike Myers movies. I just realized. No, that. who cares? Yeah, yeah, Mike Myers is is awesome.
0: Your 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 number three ranked movie based on music.
4: Cat in the Hat. I'm just joking. That's another <laughs> Mike Myers movie. Uh, I'm just I'm totally joking. Uh, Back to the Future. Yep, yeah, that's solid. Ding, 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 ding. Just an amazing amazing song, and the whole movie has amazing music that just goes well with the emotions of it. I want to be your density. I, I mean your des- destiny. <laughs> Did you see? There was a picture of
0: those two guys, you know, who played Doc. Yeah, and Marty. Christopher Lloyd. They like and, yeah. met up the other day, and there was a picture of them both like being old, and it's great.
4: Yeah, no, they're uh, Michael J. Fox. Unfortunately, has Parkinson's, but I yeah. think he's got like treated it well. And then Christopher Lloyd's like eighty-five, yeah, or something, and he looks he looks great. But it's yeah. it's it's kind of crazy that they're still like are meeting up and shit. It's that cool. was an iconic photo. It, um, loosely, I want to say really quick, I think loosely Rick and Morty was is like a loose interpretation for sure, of, yeah. of Marty and, and Doc from yeah, Back to the Future. Because
0: yeah. Rick is kind of crazy and older, yeah. and he's the doctor, scientist, mm, and yeah. Marty's the
4: kid. And, Morty. You know, not, or Morty.
0: <laughs> yeah. Naive. Marty and Morty. The yeah. there's, there's a lot, yeah. Um, all right. My number three is The Dirt. Just because I love Monty Crew, yeah. and obviously, you know, the movie is based around Monty Crew, so they use their music in, in the movie at, like, the perfect time. Um, Kickstart My Heart, you learn the story behind that. Dune, um, dune, 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 dune. Like, the, the, all the music is just used at, like, the perfect time, mm-hmm. so I had to go with The Dirt. I know Billy G would appreciate that one, yes. too, as a big Monty Crew guy, yeah. but I had to say The Dirt. All right, let's go to number two.
3: I got to go with Rocky just because of their fucking oh, yeah. theme song. Yeah, do, 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 do 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 do. But yeah, uh, this when you hear that song, you know shit's about to go no, down, no. and you're gonna be motivated afterwards. Exactly. So I mean, there is no way that I could not choose Rocky. So there we go, mm-hmm. Rocky. All, all four million of the movies, yeah. all right? Ezra! Yep. <laughs>
0: Which one do I hit? Hit the one in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> i am seeing three of them out there. You ever
4: see the Jim on in Living Color so when he did it funny. back in the day? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Uh-oh. Oh, look it up. It's it's anybody who has not hasn't, hasn't seen it, it's fucking hilarious. All right. Number two, for me, this is probably an obvious one, uh, Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, just an unreal. Sound and that's what we would call an original score. Like, ding, you knew, like, when you were a kid growing up, sh- like, shit was about to go yeah. down, and you're like, okay, I want to see fucking lightsabers and fucking people get arms chopped well, off. That's you know, a movie's good if you can hear a sound and like you can, oh, yeah. that's you know, movie you think of the movie. Yeah. That's
0: like branding 101,
4: yeah. And that's and Star Wars, is like honestly one of the best at that, yeah. It, yep. It's like Jaws, too. I mean, it, people know still know the Jaws theme, maybe Cam doesn't, but. Yeah. Have you
1: still not seen any of these movies that we've mentioned? I've, I've seen Shrek. two so, so far. What are the two? Shrek and Dirt. Yeah, they Okay. I've yeah, never, never seen
0: Star that's, Wars. That's, that's, we'll a, that's quite Rocky. a generational leap. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. at least
1: you've seen Shrek.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Dirt's good too. Mm-hmm. I actually have not seen The Dirt, but I heard it's oh, amazing. It's, yeah. It's you got, is it probably awesome.
0: still on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, it's an original. Yeah, you you got to watch that. Number two, I also had Rocky. Specifically, like Rocky 4. Uh, no Easy Way Out by uh, Robert, oh. I think it's Tepper. Is And it's like, Dune, Dune, there's no easy way out. Oh, like, yeah, right yeah, after yeah. the Russian kills Apollo. Mm-hmm. Right after Dolph Lundgren kills Apollo Creed in the ring. And Rocky's like, I'm, it's like Christmas Day. And he's like, I need to get back in the ring. Yeah. And everyone's pissed at him. But he's like, this is what I have to do. And he's like driving the Lamborghini. And the lights <laughs> are flashing. And Drago's on the screen. Like, that part gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. And then obviously, like, Eye of the Tiger is iconic in the yeah. early ones. And then, yeah, Rocky's theme song
4: is just, like, you know, the best. That's yeah. a dynamic movie because it has its, like, original songs and then just... It does a great job of using other of songs as yes. well, right? Yeah. yeah, 100%. We're See, we're artistic people. We can talk about art and culture and cinema. Yep, right. <laughs> and people are going to get pissed at this
0: list. Every time we do anything involving movies, like... All the people who are just older than us—I'm not being mean by saying like the old people—but I'm like <laughs> older people than us are like you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's like I don't—I've yeah. only been alive where's, for 25 years. Where's it's a wonderful I'm, life? <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware I wasn't alive for the great days. Where's <laughs> Footloose? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get a bunch of or that. Or Grease? Yeah. Yeah. Trust give me, fuck this list was Greece. difficult, but I made this base. This isn't a list based on. It's arbitrary. It's mm. what we think. It's not what's true. Right, it's It's like it's like
3: art. It's it's all an opinion. Everyone, calm down. Everyone,
0: relax. All right, we ready to move into our number one? Oh yes, yes, sir. I think
3: uh, this might be a surprise for literally almost everyone. I'm going with Miracle on Ice, and the reason I'm going with Miracle on Ice is because they win the gold medal. they, They they achieve their dream, and as soon as it cuts out it goes to dream on yep. the song dream mm-hmm. and by that point that that song comes on like every single time i'm 26 years old now every single time i've watched that movie since i was 10 years old i get goosebumps mm-hmm. right when it ends and dream on comes on. i'm getting
0: goosebumps right now just thinking Long, about it. i literally right? have goosebumps so my neck. just yeah. like
3: i've uh in terms of just music making me feel something in movies i that's at least in my lifetime that's been yeah. the most impactful to me and
0: they're they're flashing across the screen what all the guys went on to do because none of them went on to be like I mean, it's some of them went the on to be like in the NHL, yeah, but like okay. most of them went on to be everyday people, exactly. and they just achieved something incredible. like
4: yep. that. and like the original music they had on there too, that was really like yeah. went with the emotion. Dude, Disney ball. does a great job in all their yeah. movies of having good music, so yeah,
0: it's important. God, now I'm like now all these ones are coming to my head that I forgot, and I'm kind of mad at myself.
4: <laughs> Add them to the list. I have like thirteen. Yeah, we can do honorable mentions at the end for sure. All for right. sure. Journalist Jake, what's uh, your number one? Number one, I feel like should be very obvious for for you guys. Lord of the Rings, hands yeah, down, I hands down. Like yep. the be- like I, I, like I have, like in the past, like if I want to like relax or or like I'm working and need to focus, I will turn on like a Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Uh-huh. It's fucking gold. It's 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 perfect and like it goes so well with the action of the movie in all three movies. It's fucking amazing. Din 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 din. You are did it, in, such a did it in. Dirt, It's unbelievable. I don't care. Okay. Well,
0: Kirk's a Lord of the Rings guy, though. He right? is. So there it's there it's only
4: ma- makes sense. It aligns. <laughs> yes. It all
0: aligns. Uh, my number one. I'm surprised that I literally thought this was going to be everyone's number one. I have Top Gun.
3: Oh, that's a solid one. It's, it's just, on yeah. my list. It just
0: starts with Danger Zone, which is obviously like the, the most badass song ever. Um, not the biggest fan of it, but I think it's hilarious how much it gets used in the beginning. One is Doom 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 doom. Do, do. Anyth- anytime he's around that girl, that song comes up, and then just um do, 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 do. Like the most basic patriotic music that <laughs> makes you want to drink a bunch of beers, and then your drunken patriotism going list. Yeah, like that's that is like the essence of American American film, and it's funny I say it, Top Gun at number one because I literally had not seen the original until like two months ago.
5: Oh, so, did so a new one I'm, come out I'm, and you had a to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fresh
0: Top Gun fan, but. Uh, both just, yeah, it, that movie, I feel like, has just so much, so many iconic songs. But I'm going to start with my first honorable mention that I'm fucking pissed I missed. I should have thrown this in either five or four, but Pirates of the Caribbean. No, oh, that's odd. See, that's original
4: score, and it's fucking awesome. It's a great
3: song. Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? nope it's not Um, i know it's not a movie but game of thrones something that goes to mind dude dude Um,
0: dude dude, dude. that's original so
3: i only have one i only have one honorable mention on my list and that was school of rock yeah, just yeah. Just in general, the music was amazing, and then on top of that, they created a bunch of you know OG songs. So it was a uh, Scott Pilgrim versus mm-hmm. the World. That's another where they create a bunch of OG songs for the movie. So yeah,
4: what do you got for any
0: honorable mentions, Jake?
4: Uh, well, I'm Keep not going to to go three over. or under exactly. Well, Jesus. And, and this might be like, oh, you just want to give give the movie a shout out, but like listen to like Dumb and Dumber's soundtrack. <laughs> like the road trip songs are amazing like Get Ready by the Proclaimers who make the song and I would walk that song's up in the movie but they have a song called Get Ready and then that that song by Crash Test Dummies like "Mm mmm yeah. it's a, it's it's every song in there is just great and goes with the you know, flow that, of them that, being uh, stupid and road trip that like, n- song you know that's like rated one of the worst songs of all time here. which is like <laughs> yeah. but like but low-key like if you but that'll piss off because like crash s dummies were like a very underground band of the 90s you tell them to those fans that like fucking love that band. i'm not going to i'm just saying that's yeah. a consensus or oh
1: 106 of them from the so-called experts to- the whole time you guys have been talking about this, the only thing like I've been trying to think of one's the only one that can pop into my head for some stupid reason is cars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when they're well, life is on a highway, highway. Yeah, life is that, a highway.
0: It's fantastic. That it made, and that was the was that the Rascal Flat yeah. remix, yeah. which is way more popular than yeah. the original. Yeah, like that one made that one iconic. The last one I have to say, uh, while I have the floor, is uh, American Pie Two.
5: Mm, like yes. a lot of Sum
0: Forty One, a lot of like uh, Blink, all of the all Blink the one eighty two. The entire really good, yeah. entire movie series and then I obviously missed Star Wars Star Wars is iconic but I felt like that was too obvious of yeah. A yeah, I
3: knew Jack
4: had it on his list yeah. I
0: figured someone else would do it so I'd try to spread it out a little bit yeah. really
4: quick just some of the big ones though like Jurassic Park yep. like yeah. Indiana Jones 5 is yeah. just
0: not enough no.
4: Terminator True. with Arnold Schwarzenegger like the original like the it's like really cool music and then The Mummy with Brendan Fraser yes. from 1999 yes. that has very good uh music kind of Egyptian theme that goes with the the movie. You got 17 more. I have a yeah yeah. Signs. Oh no. No 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 no, Why did I ask? No no, no 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 just really quick though horror movies. Uh Halloween. Yeah And then Exor- the Exorcist the original. Doon, that, that. I don't know.
0: Do you <laughs> <laughs> that that. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah doon, doon, doon. Doon, 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 doon. it was like the most 70s scary music they could make. And then
4: and then it's really fucked up Hereditary. You ever oh, see that? Yeah, that movie has, I, I mean, but this it makes you fucking like want to like like go crazy though. the The music goes really well with it, but it's fucking crazy. What
0: about the movie Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf? Did that did that spawn yeah. did that spawn the song by Rihanna, or were those two separate things? Disturbia, it's like a darkness darknessism. <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary movie, so and I'm guessing is your, it's probably uh, not
1: Super Bowl halftime pregame show. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's what
0: made me think about it because I saw that announcement on Sunday. and I told Donnie, I'm like. Disturbia is the only song I can name by Rihanna. I know a lot of her music, Sturbia. don't know a lot of the names. Please
4: don't stop the music. Right, that's but another, like, what's, the, what's the name of that song? Please don't away. stop the music. I'm pretty sure that's what's called, okay, right? Well, uh, yeah, okay. I think I think so. I could be <laughs> so, wrong. Yeah, I always thought that was Shit. Lady Gaga, but, bro. Really quick, I think we we forgot one that I know someone's gonna bring uh, up. Interstellar. With Matthew McConaughey?
1: (laughs) Why do you you say it like that?
4: Because a lot of... I'm imitating people who are going to say that we didn't bring it up, at least. That
0: does have some iconic music. Any any movie series that uses an orchestra is probably going to be on my list at some point. Mm -hmm. Top 100, maybe, even. yes. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for another episode of It's a Bit, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. As Weg said, listen on 100.3 FM or KFN at iHeart.com. At the beginning of Vikings pregame, I think we come on at the start of the second segment. The show starts two hours before the game, so tune into that. Go to 10ktakesmn.com to, listen to all to read all of our blogs as well as listen to all of our other pods. So follow us on socials, 10ktakes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We'll be posting plenty of stuff as wild Timberwolves ramp back up here, but you know we're keeping it fresh with the Gophers, um, by the way. Go for country. Let's row. That was that was like a drunken idea we've had. At, that actually should have been my bit. We've had that idea for like since week one, and yeah. we finally pulled the trigger on it and did it. So it, it, it went went well,
3: well. And the funny thing, too, is when we first started talking about this idea, we didn't even say, like, let's row. We were like, we should do a gopher country let's ride bit. But it's right. funny how well that works with the let's row. Right. It sounds
4: better than it let's It does, ride. actually. I'm,
0: we do have a contact. Brian Rogers, who edits the State of Skull podcast under us, does work for the gopher video team. I'm going to see what he can do about trying to get that on the big screen. Oh, people would them.
4: love it. I think mean, yeah, people already hell, have hell, loved yeah. it. I,
0: PJ, we have contacts with PJ. Let's let's ask PJ. If we Allegedly. get PJ on the show, we're gonna ask him. Yes. Just be like, what do you think of go for
3: country? Let's yes. Let's roll. I feel like he'd be all over it. Yeah, we just know that, that big guests such as PJ are in the works too for the show. We're
0: working on it. Yes. But thanks guys for listening to another episode of It's a Bit and supporting us as always. We'll see you next time.